show down, two to go. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett, Grant Goodwin, Sideline to Sideline, the Big R's preview show for a style brought to you by SI Design and Printing right here on L4 Media Company, S2S Sports Network. Uh, we've already done 3A. We've still got two. I keep forgetting we have that third show. That's the first thing. This is, I think we've been doing these 10 years. I think I, I actually went back and, and kind of searched. I think this is our 10th year of doing this because we didn't do these before Garland. Mm-hmm. In fact, I showed you that picture the other day where we cooked the hot links and got the Burgerland fries, still the best fries ever in the world. Um, but I think that was the first year we did our Big Arch preview show. Yeah. You know, uh, I guess 13 years. Kelly and I were uh, on our way to lunch with some of her mom's friends not long ago uh-huh. uh, down at Casa Linda, El oh, Phoenix. Yes. And uh, coming back. Oh, yeah, that's right. We passed by English Drive. Yep. And I drove by and showed her the birthplace of Sideline to Sideline. Technically, it started in Forney, but we always did it on the phone then. You never came over to Forney yeah, and did a I, show. I consider the birthplace I do too. of but now, uh, uh, English Drive in Garland, yeah, Texas. I, I agree, but I, I did love this part of the Forney shows. Uh, so, Grant, what are your thoughts on Roy City? Uh, yeah, I, uh, we're going to need to do three on those and four on those. Hang on, Terry. And, and I, 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 <laughs> back then, I didn't have the editing capabilities, so that just yeah. went right into the show. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Garland is where we started the Big R's preview shows. Back then, we did them and on And now the, we're worldwide. Yes, we're we sitting are. here in Dubai right yes, now. Yes, we're in Dubai. <laughs> and then we'll be in San Antonio tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's, just, that's how we roll. Uh, uh, speaking of, to, to remind everybody, we won't be going 4A the first week, but we're going to be in a East Texas on a Thursday and Central East Texas on a Saturday, on a Friday. And we'll be back home on a Saturday. That's kind of weird on the first week of football that we're actually going to be home on, on Friday. Yeah, on Saturday, on Friday night, on yeah. Saturday. Uh, but anyway, this is the 4A Big R's preview show here on Sideline to Sideline. And if this is your first time listening to us, welcome to the family. And what we do is we do what I don't really know anybody else does, audio. Now, on print, people predict every district, but I don't know anybody that does like we do and literally talk about every district in for a Division One and Division Two. Uh, and so the way we do this is we'll do Division One first. We'll take a break. We'll have Coach X. He's He wrote in very nicely, and, and we'll read him, and then we'll do 4A Division Two. Then we'll take a break. And then we have the NETSM boys giving us who they think will make it out of 4A East Texas. Spoiler Carthage is probably one of those teams. And then we'll give our region finals, our state semifinals, and our state championship picks. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I I don't know if you're going to hear this one first or the 3A. The 3A, it's very familiar, but we take very long routes, different routes getting to the same state championship in in, in one of those, which makes it fun. And we we were talking about that in 3A. And this is nothing against the Carthages and the Pleasant Groves. It's fun when there's a little bit more of – like, now China Spring, now, now they're one of those teams. It's fun when you have multiple teams and not just, oh, it's Carthage, oh, it's this team, and let's move on. Yeah, right. And, and so what are your early thoughts? What are your early thoughts of 4A this year? Uh, 4A. It's Carthage and I, everybody else. Well, a lot of it tracks like it did last year with some uh, teams that might have been outliers yeah. last year. Now are that the, are, the, 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 yeah, that's could a good be point. really good. That's a really good point. So I, like the, yeah. I, I don't think it's as cut and dry. Now, you know, Carthage might be cut and dry. I don't know. We'll see. I right? Mean, Pleasant well, Grove. Pleasant Gilmore? Grove, man. 
going to be loaded this year. Yeah. You know, I, I don't um, think people realize how loaded right, Pleasant Grove is. This right. Year. But um, yeah, let's just wait and see. But I think there's some surprises coming in uh, for both for a D1 and D2. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and by the way, this was supposed to be video. We had some video issues here. So this is audio only. Uh, so that's just how the big R's preview shows are going to be. But we will be back into uh, video our next show. Now, remember, if, if you're new, we don't do a week one show. We let these marinate over that week just because it's kind of hard to preview games when you we haven't seen any teams outside of a couple scrimmages. We'll start our show, our weekly review and preview show, week two of the football season and go for the next 16 weeks after that. Um, other than that, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to jump right in it. Class 4A, Division 1. We're going to tell you who makes the playoffs in every district right here on the 4A Big R's Preview Show brought to you by SI Design and Printing on L4 Media Company. An athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student-athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that's sideline to sideline. Love the colorful clothes you wear And the way the sunlight plays upon her hair Terry Bennett, Grant Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the Class 4A Big R's preview show, and I've got good vibrations because we're about to talk 4A Division 1. And we're going to Port Aransas next week. Yeah, it's really weird. I promise you we did not plan this, but it's funny because Greg Tepper went to Port Aransas last week. You're going this week or at the end of the beginning of next week, and then I'm going at the end of next week. Mm-hmm. So all of the media world of Texas is there. So any paparazzi, please let us have some peace. You know, if, if you want some shots, just I'll email them to you. But other than that, please let us have some peace. D-picks or not. <laughs> <laughs> Defensive pick, you're right. Let's let's <laughs> let's talk defense. All right, let's go class four A, Division One. If this is the first time you've ever listened to these, get your drink because we we've had ours and our beef rib. By the way, Grant, amazing Thank you. job. Thank Seriously, you. Thank you. all jokes aside, I posted the pictures. You have become a barbecue connoisseur, cooker. You and Frank Johnson, y'all, y'all are like in the same because he's he's even talked about some of the the old coach at Holiday. He's seen some of the pictures. He uh-huh. messaged me earlier about your beef ribs. Well, those look really good. They're amazing. You did a great Thank job. Thank you, Coach Johnson. I Appreciate just, it. I just now wish... we got to come up to the Holiday area. Yeah, and he, have has, your he has barbecue. a barbecue room. 
Okay. A barbecue shed. What are we doing eating off my pit? I don't know. Because I don't have a barbecue and room. He knows football more than we do, I think. Probably. <laughs> I think he probably does. All right. So get your drink, get your snacks, settle in. Let's talk Class 4A Division One. All right. District 1, 4A, D1. It's going to be Riverside and everybody else. What an amazing, yeah, district. What were you about to say? <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Yes, Riverside wins this district <laughs> going away. Okay. I think it's uh, Riverside 1, Bowie 2, um, El, Paso, El Paso, Irvin, uh, I'm sorry, Austin 3, and then Irvin 4. Yeah. It, you know, every once in a while, you have to slap me back to earth. And last year, I had Riverside winning the region. And you were like, dude, that's really sweet of you, but they probably will get beat in the first round. And I'm like, no, dude, they return everybody. <laughs> they they played spring down really close last year. And in the first round, they got beat. I I, I I trust them to win the district, but to be honest with you, they've got to re-earn my trust to go any further, yeah, sadly. That's okay. I mean, I've had my picks like that, too. Oh, I know, but it's just, man. He, and I told you, we were talking about this in, before we started recording this. I think part of it is I just want an El Paso team to make a run. I do, too, man. And, and, they've got, and Riverside's got a great fan base. I just don't know if this it's, Riverside team is going to be able to do it. I, 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 you know, they returned 14. I think their best team was two years two ago. Two years ago when they played Springtown close and then in Springtown the warmed up. Yeah, 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 Springtown warmed up. Right. Excuse me, warmed down in the second half. You okay there, buddy? Woo, that beef ribs and the, Is it the energy beef drink. Or the energy. I, I think it's more of the energy drink. I don't drink, drink energy drinks as much as you do now. And so when I, this is one of those days that I set aside my energy <laughs> drinks and I've got my ride ready and all yeah, she's yeah. headed here now. So if I, if I nod off at some point, just kick me and I'll, I'll get back I'll into it. I'll control the board, even though I don't, there's a lot of nods. Oh yeah, this is lights. a way different board too now. I know. It looks like a UFO. <laughs> I, yeah, I just got you used to the board I had for 15 years and now you're like, At Wait least a in a pinch, I could reach over and do whatever I needed yeah. to do. That's got a lot of stuff on it. That looks like a cockpit. Whoa. No, cockpit. <laughs> anyway, let's go to District 2. I know you know your way around the cockpit, but I don't. Wow, we still got one more show after this, too. No, um, I mean, like, I can't fly a 747 or Anyway, let's go to 4A Division One. Now, I do think we have some state-level teams in this one, uh-huh. as you've got Brownwood, Estacado, Big Spring, Andrews, and Lakeview. Starting I, to get into the big boys, right? Yeah, and I, I think... You know, so this is weird. Brownwood only returns one offensive starter. But it's I call. Exactly. The quarterback. You kind of feel like they're going to be okay with that because they returned nine from a defense that at times struggled last year. But uh, their coaches said a lot of it was youth. Uh, And I I think Brownwood, I think they're kind of like Texas. Do they have a good year? And do you go, are they back? Are they back? I want them to be back. I do too. And, and I last mean, year, they, I think Texas high school football world wants them to be better, back. Yeah, but I don't think they win this district. I think Estacado wins the district. I think uh, Bobby Ross Jr. at running back. You know, he was a stud, almost fifteen hundred yards rushing uh, last year. They've got a lot coming back around him, especially on the the. Uh, the, the offensive line and that defensive front's back. I think Estacado will win this district. Brownwood will come second. Wow. And then I think it's Big Spring and then Andrews after that. Wow. You, yeah. you, that's a curveball. I, I really, because I, I think a lot of people feel that Brownwood might be a region favorite this year. I don't. I, no, I'm I, just saying, I don't. I'm, not, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, wrong. maybe I just, they'll play with uh, uh, your Decaturs yeah. and whatnot, but I don't know that I would call uh, Brownwood a region favorite. Well, I, and I think Estacado 
will win the district. But isn't Estacado, for all the jokes about Riverside, doesn't Estacado kind of live in that inconsistent world when you feel like they're going to be like? Remember two years ago, I or three years ago, I was like they're winning or they're going to state. And, and remember we had the pictures of them and they looked they like had dudes. That they, was three or they, four they years dudes, ago. Yeah, but they just weren't consistent. And, and I yeah. think that they do have to fight that. Same. No, I like the call. Um, here's a note I got from Dave Campbell's. I, I, you think about this: last year's Brownwood offense scored the second highest point total in the history of that program. But there's only like one or two of them coming back. No, no, I'm just saying, I just meant oh, that, yeah, as a, yeah. a, a, that just as great as that program is for them, and I know we're in a different era, but man, they had some teams that were rolling everybody 50 to 10 mm-hmm. back in the day. But yeah. I like your pick. I'm going to go Brownwood winning the district, but I like the Estacado pick. I, I, I feel like the Matadors, if they could ever figure the consistency point, they're like the danger field of 4A, where if you just look at their 22 – they should beat everybody almost. Mm-hmm. But when it gets into the nuts and bolts of the game, they just tend to make those mistakes. If they can figure that out in a region that I think is wide open, the Madden's I know I'll there. never go to an Estacado game in a short sleeve shirt when there's any <laughs> doubt about a cold front coming well, through. Was, was it it's 90-something. <laughs> yeah, it was when we left. And then it's 40-something yes. at half. And, and, and then – I almost got you, legally yeah. in trouble because I with your hands in your pants because it was cold. It wasn't anything. Well, it didn't help that there was a little child in front of us, and somebody's like, "Why are you?" I was like, "Dude, I don't know this dude." Why are you doing I'm this sorry. to me right into the show, dude? That it, was the funniest stuff I've ever heard was. in my that life. Was that was pretty funny. All right, let's go to three. Have four. we ever almost got kicked out of a game because you're a predator or something? Well, I mean, we almost got kicked out of the game because you turned the lights off. I did. That was an accident, and I don't think it was my. I don't think I actually did it. I think one of the band members did. I just happened to throw my. (laughs) It was was China Spring and La Vega. La Vega five years ago. (laughs) But but what made it perfect was lights are yeah right there at the bottom. (laughs) The breaker on the sideline. Don't do that. But what made it perfect was is (laughs) they went off right when I. Putting my back next to the disconnect. Everybody turned and looked at us. And I'm looking, and and we're all just like, "Hi!" (laughs) And I'm looking at the band member who really did it. Oh, they they were gone. Yeah, Yeah. pointed to you. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's go to District Three, Four. Is that why it's so hard for us to get uh, sideline passes passes in China Spring? I think it is. No, we need lights to play this game. You stay home (laughs) or sit in the stands. Uh, Let's go to Three A, Three Four A Division One, and this is a district that last year, you know, Dumas they were supposed to be, you know, the team to beat, and they started strong, and then that Bushland game just kind of. Kind of knocked them off kilter the rest of the year. Are we going to say it didn't expose them, but it made me think. I think it did. Okay. I mean, you look at what – I mean, Canyon Randall ends up going 13 games in the season, and, and, and it's funny because I do right. remember on this same show we had said, hey, watch out for Candle, Canyon Randall. But we thought more of, hey, they're going to, you know, they're going to have a nice start to their their, their thing, and they, and they might finish in second or third, and, and they go 13 games in. And lo and behold, they're back, and they've got Dylan Ray, and, and that dude is a – Beast of a running back out there. He is, but I've got Canyon winning this district, man. Sam Johnson at running back. I don't have a problem with that. Okay. Yeah, I've got Canyon uh, one, Canyon Randall two, Dumas three, and then Pampa four. You know, Canyon Randall, or Canyon last year, uh, they were 10 and two. 
And, and you know, they, they had that unfortunate thing where they had injuries late. They ended up losing to Randall, but then they beat Dumas. And then they got all the way to Brownwood uh, in the third round of the playoffs, and they lost 31 to 10. Uh, but they've got Sam Johnson, who plays both ways, Reese Davis, who plays both ways. I, I, I like that pick. I, I, I still like Randall. I think it's Randall. I think those are like 1A and 1B. Yeah, exactly. Like, Just whoever wins that no game. There's no way to yeah. dissect. Exactly. The winner of this district. It's a pick em. Yeah. All right, let's go to 4A Division One, and this is where we get to Decatur. Uh, Steve Huff last year goes 11-4. and four. They make the, the state semifinals. Uh, they started slow, got hot. They return a good chunk. They've got Nate Palmer back, one of the best wide receivers. No, I mean, running, running backs. backs. I meant in the state. Uh, they've got All classifications. Yeah, all classifications. Right? He's a special dude. Yeah, he is. Um, the, the dude's a beast. Now they, they, what, over 6'1", 190, 195, Does right? it feel like we're getting running backs are getting bigger again? Oh, like, yeah. It feels like I, we're getting more. I'd hate to. Stick my nose in there. Yeah, it just feels like we're getting more of a and, – and it makes sense because you've now got smaller linebackers because you're trying to play the spread game and do yeah. that. And now we, we, you want to go back to talking about, like, that's what the 90s think Cowboys did. Think about this, did. putting Decatur's uh, uh, Nate Palmer and Franklin's uh, Jaden Jackson wow. in the same backfield and oh. then having a uh, uh, defensive front try to stop them. Yeah. Good luck. That that would be a beast. Yeah. And now for Decatur, they're going to have to figure out the quarterback situation. Will Landon Feltz play wide receiver? Will he play quarterback? Uh, I don't think it matters for the district. I think they're going to win the district. I do too. I like Wichita Falls. And we talked a little bit about this before. I, I think you've got to all realize Wichita Falls and Ryder this year, they're playing more than just their guys on the field. Uh, and this could be a positive or it could be a negative, but but the, the schools change next year. Mm-hmm. Wichita Falls is, it, you know, some people are mad, but I think they're doing the right thing. They couldn't, there, there would never be a, do you keep old high, do you keep rider? So they're like, screw it, we're just going to throw them both away and we're just going to start over with a new school. Right. And so I, I do think the emotion can either help or hurt both programs. I think for Wichita, old high, I think that's going to help them in this district. I have them finishing second. I have Mineral Wells making the playoffs, though. Do you? I do think that Cody Worrell, new coach, but, I, I mean, when, when Mineral Wells dropped down four years ago now, six years ago now, everybody assumed because they had the depth that they would be a team that would become a playoff perennial team. They mm. haven't been able to do it. They had a couple years, a few years ago, where I think they made the third round, and that's as far as they go. I trust in the Worrell name. And Cody Worrell was an offense coordinator for a lot of those great Brock teams. He was down at El Campo. I think in a district that after Wichita Falls, I mean, Burke Burnett, Springtown is Springtown. Springtown. Look at Springtown. Look, Springtown had Hudson, Hudson Hewlett mm-hmm. at quarterback again. Yep. That's a big phys- – He look, he's a poor – I'm going to say a poor man's uh, – uh, what's the East Eastland quarterback that went to uh, – Yeah, Baron uh, Morton. Baron Morton. Yeah. Dude, he's a – Big obese. Well, so was yeah. No, I agree. Hudson Hewlett. I mean, this kid is awesome, and he is not a uh, poor man's uh, Morton. He is his own dude, and I think uh, I look. I think it is uh, Decatur that wins the district. Yeah, Wichita Falls comes in second, but I think Springtown will come in third okay. because of Hewlett and what they have coming back on defense, and then uh, your fourth. Place team, I think, is Burke Burnett. I think uh, Mineral Wells is still a year out. I just, I, I don't, nothing tells me that uh, what the Springtown is going to bounce back from last year's three and eight. It's the same team. Now, again, is that a good thing or a bad thing? We always have that joke. I think it's good. And it could be. And the last five years of Springtown tells me that last year was more of an aberration than, mm-hmm. the, but I just, I got to see it. All right. right. Let, 
Let's go to 5-4A Division One. This was our toughest district in our 4A district, the toughest district show. And that's because mainly China Spring and Stephenville, but then La Vega and Alvarado, I, we don't even count life, Wichita life. Hey, you've got like 16 guys coming back, and you're all going to get beat 50 to nothing in most of your district <laughs> games. Um, right. I, I think the bigger question is, is does Stephenville – up in China Spring, and does Alvarado up in La Vega? And I think the answer is yes to one and no to the other. I like China Spring to it win the district. It could be yes and yes. Yeah, I, I do, but I, I think China Spring wins. I, I still think Stephenville is a step below China Spring, but I do think Alvarado is better than La Vega. Look, I think China Spring wins the district because Cash McCallum's back, right? Over 3,000 yards uh, uh, passing last year, um, and then, you know, um, the uh, oh, what's the running back's name that was so good? Uh, um, Barton Kyle Barton, he's back. Yeah, but I think Stephenville closes the gap. I mean, they were pretty darn close last well, year. Yeah, I mean, let's they be had China Spring dead to right at and then, one point. It, it, they had China Spring dead to right, and then China Spring had Stephenville dead to right, and then China Spring let Stephenville back <laughs> right. in the game with the crazy. What? Was that not the best game we saw in it, the last? Five years. I'll be honest though, with you. In person. I'll be honest. For all the years that I've watched high school football, that is a top five crazy ending. What the F moment. First time I've ever been in the parking lot, walking out, thinking a game's over and hearing the roar of the, roar of the crowd and having to go back and watch it on YouTube. And, and getting to hear China Spring fans hating their coach for one minute and then turn around and totally loving him because yeah. China Spring with, what, 20-something seconds left make two plays and get into field goal position and, right. and kick. Uh, that, that's one of the greatest atmosphere. China Spring is always a great atmosphere, but that game, that atmosphere. Oh, that was so awesome. It, it, that's Man, one can of those, we get that again this yes, year please. in Stephenville? At the newly renovated uh, um, Texan Stadium, I th guess that would be. That, that's different. one of those games. That, there's so many games in your life that when you want to point to non-Texas people, this is why the sport is what it is, and that's one of those games. Oh, 100%. man, that was awesome. So maybe we can get that game duplicated, and it probably will be. I, Stephenville might come out on top this year. I, I'm just, um, either way, I think we need to go to that game. No, right? I, have a problem I got that. it. China Spring won, but I think Stephenville is very close to being able to win this district. But I'm still going to go China Spring. Stephenville two, uh, La Vega three. Uh, Bryson Rowland, the uh, the running back, still one of the better running backs outside of Nate Palmer, and then uh, Alvarado four. And I want to say this: I, I made a mistake when we were talking uh, China Spring earlier. I don't know why I thought Cash McCollum was a senior last year. No, he's back. Yeah, I just didn't realize that. I don't know why in my mind I forgot that the year that the, he took Wimberley, I think he was a sophomore. I think what they do miss is the X line kid. Right? Oh yeah, no, no, I agree. But I'm just saying, I, 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 my big knock on China Spring this year when we were talking earlier, I just for some reason I thought he was a senior, so I thought they were going to have to replace the quarterback again. Oh, no, no. Um, with him being back, I, I'm, I'm now more firmly entrenched with. Oh yeah, China Spring is back. I, 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 I think they win the district. I'm not going to say easily, but I, I do think that. I don't think. Steve, I hope it's that good of a game, but I don't think it is. I don't think Stephenville takes a step back. I don't think you ever take a step back when you have a running back like they do. But I think right. Stephenville's defensive issues Kate have Maruka, got to be figures. And then the, the quarterback for Stephenville, Ryan Gafford's back, yes, too. Yes, and he had to play a lot last year. Was it, He wasn't the starter, right? There was somebody else that started uh, at hurt for half the year. No, I was that him? Was Again, I don't remember. It could, it's, but, I, I, but my big issue with Stephenville's defense. If they've got to shore up the defense this year. because that, Their that's, defense will be better this year. We, maybe. We don't know that. We say that, but we don't Should know that. Should be. Maybe. We'll see. I think, if anything, their offense might not be as potent all the way around. 
Yeah, I agree I with that. The, I, but but I, I think with Tate, you could actually that could actually make them more of efficient offense. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. But, but for me, the biggest question is Alvarado. I, I think Alvarado has a chance to not maybe win district, but then catch one of those bracket routes where they're playing three rounds deeper than anybody thinks. Mm-hmm. I, I think Alvarado was back to being where Alvarado was 2012, 2013, when they were a top 10 team in the state. Maybe. All right, let's go to class. All right, let's go to six four a division one. This is ugly. It's Kennedale. Yeah, it's Lakeworth all day long. Yeah, Lakeworth will be second, and, and Lakeworth is you know they they had a good year last year, ten and three, and they've got a lot coming back. Uh, they got a new coach. We'll just have to see what they do. He came from uh, Crosby though, and it's Jerry Preto, and you know how great he is. I, I think Lake, Lakeworth will be second firmly, and I think Lakeworth could be a team you don't want to play in the playoffs. Yeah, they still got quarterback yes. uh, Dante Reese back, who was really right? really good last yeah, year. Yeah, I mean he's a dual threat dude. Yeah, so. They're going to be hard to defend. And so I agree with those. And then, I don't know, maybe um, third would be Dunbar and then fourth, what, Western Hills or yeah, something? Yeah, I mean, okay. honestly, at that point, that's one of those districts where it's it, the top of the district makes them look really good. And then after that, and it's the same thing with what we're about to talk about now, District 7 for I do one. But by the way, before we do that, I want to tell everybody we are going to have a District 7 for a Division One show. Brought to you by Granny's Bakery in Salina, located at 401 West Pecan Street in Salina. Give them a call, 469-352-8806. Find them online, grannysweeties.com. Granny's Bakery. We have some cookies whenever we're near Salina to go pick up. She's going to make a batch of cookies for us. Sounds like we need to go to... Five Salina yes, games. Yes, we're going to go all the Salina <laughs> games. But uh, we do appreciate Granny's Bakery for being title sponsor of the 7-4-A Division One show. We're going to have a lot of fun because you've got Salina and uh, you got Carter. Yeah. But you also got Panther Creek, and, and you and I were just talking off the The big air. surprise team this yeah, year, right, I mean, don't I mean, you think? First year, last year, they started slow. They got hot in district. A lot of that's the district after Salina. But the biggest thing for them is they return everybody, and they've got a lot of depth. They, they are a almost 5-A Division One number. Mm-hmm. already right they're just in that in between so i think a lot of coaches and sometimes coaches can overvalue that but a lot of coaches i talked to at coaches school felt that they could even maybe challenge salina for the district championship i don't doubt it i think salina wins the district i do too um you know i don't know the the, the porter kid at quarterback uh knox porter um he's going to be a good one um you know their offensive line is that a question First time I've had a question about offensive line for Salina. That might be a little bit of a question. I think their defensive line is going to be really good. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I mean, Salina's still going to be good, but I just I, I feel that this is a year that they're good on the district level. They might play a couple rounds, but I would be really shocked if they're a region threat this year. Right. But maybe Panther Creek could be, right? Yeah, I, Braxton, uh, Braxton Roberts at quarterback, man. Who knows? I mean, they got everybody coming back. With them, you just don't know because we've only seen one season of them, and they they struggled early. They got good late, but they they got beaten the first round. We'll have to see. So I've got this district, Salina first. uh, Actually, Panther Creek second is what I have them. And then uh, Carter third. And then, um, I'm sorry, I had – who was it? Oh, oh, yeah, Wimmer Hutchins fourth. Yeah, I yeah. have it like that, too. And, and I'll say it about Carter and Hutchins again. If they could ever be decently consistent, they're going to have athletes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Eliza Barnett, you know, a couple of years ago, 
Hutch, Wilmer Hutchins was when they first came back was supposed to be the hot team and they were gonna and they didn't. Right. We'll see this year, but until somebody beats Salina, it's Salina's district. And let's move on as we now move over to District 8, 4A Division 1. This is a fun district. This was a fun district last year. Yeah, uh, th- it's not as fun this year. Yeah, because everybody seems to take a step back. Well, I, I say that. I think Sulphur Springs takes a step forward, but I don't know. Outside of this district, I don't know what that means. Right. And, you know, are, did they take enough step forward to be, uh, to be better than Anna? I don't know if they did. I know Anna has to replace a Almost a D1 quarterback, right? But they still had Jacob Emmers, yep. at receiver, and a, you know, and the running back's not there. But they still got a good line and a good defensive line. Um, I think it's uh, Anna first and then uh, Sulphur Springs second with Brady Driver, a quarterback. Uh, I think he's a really good quarterback. Uh, really good receiver and Skylar Lewis, uh you know, for uh, driver to have an outlet there. But I still think Anna wins this district. So I think it's Anna first, uh, Sulphur Springs second, Kaufman third, and then Paris fourth. I, I think the big question is, is can Sulphur Springs be consistent enough? Um, it, it's funny. Anna returns all the front, like the offensive line, but they lose their quarterback. They lose the running back. Sulphur Springs returns their quarterback, returns their uh, running back, but they lose a lot of their offensive line. So right. which, which one of those two – Develops faster. I'll always bet on the offensive line. Yeah, I kind of do too. But then you've got a team like Kaufman that they've got a really good quarterback in Ty Burleson. They've got a decent up front with Eric Espinosa at offensive line. Can they be consistent enough? I I don't think they will. I do think I don't think anybody goes unbeaten in this district. Maybe not. I, I think Anna Sulphur Springs and Kaufman all beat each other. And then look out for Paris. Paris has got eleven coming back on an offense. I know they I weren't. Don't, I know man. Paris, Paris is hard. Just get me tired head. Yes, man. because they, they're they're so inconsistent. We always joke about Dangerfield at the three A level. Paris at the four A levels. They can beat anybody in any given week, and then get beat by anybody on any given week. Yeah, I just. I don't know. I'm almost done right now with Paris. So Grant is done with Paris. We will not talk Paris the rest of the year. Right, <laughs> well, well, no, unless they yeah. start out 5-0. and oh. uh, but, we'll but, but, but would it shock you if Paris starts out 5-0? and oh? no, no, it wouldn't. Would it, it wouldn't. shock you if they start out 1-4? and four? No. Right. Because they, they play a tough schedule, and they're so inconsistent. Yep. All right, let's go to 9-4-A Division One. Uh, th- this is one of those I know everybody likes to call it the District of Doom because of the top three teams, but this, this – you, you know those three teams. You know Chapel Hill, Kilgore, and Lindell are making the playoffs. The, right. the battle's I for four. Yeah, I don't say this is an actual district of doom no, it's like not. we used to have. Be- because it, it, you, a district of doom is when anybody in the district can make the playoffs. I, if Jacksonville or Athens or, you know, I guess any of them make the playoffs at fourth, it's no shock. Because I think fourth is up for grabs. I don't see any of those teams being anywhere close to Chapel Hill, Kilgore, and Lindell. Right now, Chapel Hill... I mean, as long you talk about consistency and just getting in that dogfight, look, Chapel Hill's probably the most talented team out there in 4A Division One. Yep. Right? I do not disagree you think? at all. Yep. Uh, athletically, phys- uh, sometimes physically. I mean, but I mean, speed, speed. I mean, to Chapel Hill, Demetrius Brisbane, uh, Ricky Stewart at running back. They, they I do mean, lose, they lose, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stewart. Is it Stewart? 
No, Stewart's back. Uh, Tyrone. What, what's the other guy? I can't think of the other guy. I, I know, know there's like eight of them. Well, no, but I mean, there was one other uh, one guy that was their big offensive yeah. threat. But, but, but let, they let, don't lose much. No, no, but, but let's be honest. Chapel Hill, that's fine. For Chapel Hill is oh. do not turn the ball over when it matters. Yeah, and get punched in the mouth, respond. Yep. Right? Yes. Just respond. And if Chapel Hill does that, they can win the state. I mean, yeah. The, the, they can. And they they can, can win state. They, they could have, you know, they were good enough to win state last year. Yep. You know? Um, Brisbane so, but, has got to cut down on the mistakes. He cannot. Uh, look, or saw, how you respond to mistakes. Well, how you respond. You'll but, never cut Yeah, you know, but, but I mean, like, you don't throw mistakes. But, but like the Gilmer game. Right. There was a stretch in that Gilmer game at the beginning of the game where I think it was six possessions were three touchdowns and three interceptions. Mm -hmm. you, you just you, – you got to give up a touchdown. If you give up an interception, that makes you better. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think what Chapel Hill, I think on the field, they sometimes – they, they want to go big ball. And sometimes it's okay to get the five-yard gain. You don't have Just to like it's okay to punt sometimes. It's okay to punt. Right? Exactly. It's okay yeah. to punt sometimes. It's like the old thing, uh, the, the old 10-cup thing where Kevin Costner and Don Johnson, and Kevin Costner's trying to outdrive him, and, and Don Johnson just turns down the country road, and he just barely taps the golf ball, and then it bounces 500 yards. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's okay to go underneath and live to fight another drive. Right. And if they figure that out, and like you say, if they respond, because I, you and I talked about this, and all the, oh, well, our bus broke down. That's fine. Gunner's bus broke down, and they went and won the game against the team that outplayed them that, that game. And, and you've got to respond to those. And if Chapel Hill does, I don't know if anybody can beat Chapel Hill. Yeah, I mean, sky's the limit for them. They're just like Dangerfield. Yeah, just, yes. Yes. I know we keep saying that, but, that, but if you go listen to the three I mean, show, you'll see why. Yeah, on paper, and you, you want to line them all up. Chapel Hill's going to outrun you. And now, in saying that, Kilgore's the exact opposite. Kilgore's just like, "Hey, we're going to we're going to run for five yards." And Boy, Coach Fuller has a program yep. that nobody talks about, but, but they where do they end up? Region every finals, year? region finals, right. region finals. And it's not going to be long before they break through yep. because Coach Fuller has got that program. A hundred percent agree, uh, dude. Oh my gosh, uh, you know Derek Williams at, at quarterback. Um, you know. He moves to quarterback, but, you know, he that was system, kind of a Swiss Army knife yes, last year, right? exactly. And I think they're going to still use him a little bit in that some oh, ways yeah. if they can. Yeah, I mean, I you know, they got a lot coming back on the offensive line. Gilgore's going to be tough. Would not shock me that if Chapel Hill has a down night, Kilgore sneaks up on them. Oh, they will definitely feast if, if, if Chapel Hill's turning the ball over. Kilgore will yeah. feast on that. Yeah, Kilgore loves physicality. Yep. They do. Uh, I've still got it. Uh, Chapel Hill 1, Kilgore oh, 2, uh, Lindell 3, and then maybe Palestine 4, maybe Jacksonville. I can't figure that one and out. And maybe it's because we have a show, the Henderson Coaches Show. I'm going to go Henderson 4. Because okay. I still think Henderson, Henderson, in the last two years got apathetic. The the coach and the community didn't connect. That happens. There's nothing. That's nobody's at fault. Um, the, 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 they they didn't connect, and, and Henderson kind of does not care. Oh, they cared. Well, they kind of didn't. That's my point. I think with Clay <laughs> Baker back and it being a hometown. Oh, and the Rangers won. Yes, they did, 9-8. With, with Baker being back and he being a hometown kid, I think that Henderson's back involved in that. that And, and, and that's one of those communities, when the community's involved, it makes mm -hmm. the team better. Uh, and, and so, I and again, the bottom, you got Jacksonville. Hey, they, they lost their quarterback, but they returned a ton. But they also got Brady McNown, the other McCown quarterback. They say he's just as good. The bottom there's of this another district, one. Yeah, well, there's like five or six more. 
Oh my god! It's like they, it's like Josh and them played football and had kids. That's all they did for sixteen I mean, years. Pretty cool gig if you yeah, can get, you it. get it. Yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, so never in my life have I impregnated anybody. All right, I'm let's still go, kidless. That you know of. Let's go to ten four a division one because still I with these weird cards on. Thursday. <laughs> You're the quagmire of Texas you. high school football. Right. Bandera. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to start calling. Bandera twice. Hey, we got, we got a Bandera show this do year, we? by the way. Yes, we do. Oh, Alkies. Uh, you should do it from Alkies. Oh, no, we're not. But we're going to do it from Coconut Cowboy. They're going to be the title sponsor. Oh, that's good, too. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. I've been uh, to Alkies, though. Let's. Coconut Cowboy. We still got a show to do. We got 10-4A Division One, and I'm going to ask you this, Grant. Does okay. Lumberton make a region run this year yes i think they could i do too I, boy I, I i'll be the first one to tell you that i underestimated lumberton all year last i did year. too we both Lucas did Lucas powell special dude i mean what 3200 yards passing yep. last year right yep um their issue has been defense yeah, and, well, and, I think they'll figure that well, out. Well, and we talked to James Race, the, the head coach, who, by the way, played at Marshall. Uh-huh. I talked to him at coach's school, and he said, like, yeah, we, we, we're good offensively. We have made, you know, we're, we still, of course, practice offense, but we've poured so much energy into breaking down why we weren't good. Because he says, and he's the coach of his team, it wasn't a talent issue. It was mistakes at the wrong time, consistency. Talent, it was neither talent nor scheme. Yes, it was it just, was just out of place. Out of place. And, and of, yeah. Dude, so the, the thing I mean, that, nothing will ruin a defense more than being out of position. You know what? 50, and it's only half a step. 50, Either way, yep. that's what's crazy. Listen to coaches and, and coaches that know what they're talking about, and they'll tell you, 50% of the battle defensively is just having your guy lined up correctly. That's oh, yeah, it. yeah, yeah. If you're going to be a wide 10, be a wide 10. the offense's job is to get you, yeah, to get you out of position. Out of, out of alignment. Uh, give right? you looks that confuse you, make you think you need to yeah. shade in when you should shade out and all that. And he talked about that's the thing, that they broke it down. He felt that the defense at times last year was a little bit too complex. Uh-huh. Break it down, go back to the basics. I when I hear that, that always tells me that team's going to have a good defensive year. Yeah, because that, that, that's I think at the high school level, I think coaches sometimes tend to get a little bit too complex. I do think uh, Lumberton absolutely could be uh, in the region discussion. And for he's sure. the type of quarterback that in a playoff game you don't want to be playing him. Yeah, because if 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 you score forty, he can score forty five. All right, so I've got it. Lumberton winning the district. Yep. Then I've got uh, uh, who do I have second? LCM. After that, because uh, I think Keyshawn Robinson is one of the best players. And they return everybody back. Yeah. Last and, year they had a step back. But I keep back. going back to Keyshawn Robinson. Yes, he's man. a beast. He is, he's special. That dude is just awesome. And then uh, I've got Vider after that. And then I have uh, probably Livingston, I guess. I have Vider number two, and here's why. Oh, um, and place of uh, LCM? Yeah, I have LCM three, and here's why. And we're talking a thinnest of edges. Mm-hmm. They they brought in Dwayne DeBow and he's kept the slot T. Vider, we we talked about Jim Ned and three how the last three years they just have been injured every year. Vider's uh-huh. had that. Mm-hmm. Usually, when you have three or four years runs where everybody's hurt, you're going to have a year where you're not hurt. They still have all the same talent. They return 13 starters on that team, and, and that's a slot T. You don't see the slot T down in that region a lot in 4A. They they're going to give defense or offenses problems. I, I think they're number two. I think LCM's number three, and then. I can never go against Vanover. I always want Phoenix Vanover in the playoffs just I because know, right. I love him and I love the Livingston Lions and I, I think that's yours. But don't 
don't count out a Huffman Hargrave. I mean, they're, they're always a team that can be right around there, but they just tend to spit the bit at the worst times. All right, let's go to L eleven four A Division One. This is going to be really quick because it's I don't know Yates for Washington. I've got, I've got it. Houston Washington first. Okay, I'm uh, fine with that. I've got Yates second, uh, North Forest third. Which we got a chance to see North Forest year before last. I think it was no, it was uh, last yeah. year. Was it last? No, year? it was year before last. Uh, year before last, and then uh, Fur fourth. Yeah, you know Washington last year they they were nine uh, ten and zero, and everybody said, oh, this might be the team, and then they got beaten in the first round. There's just an, it's just a bad district, folks. It it, yeah. it is what it is. Um, I would love for a Yates to break out or a Washington or a North Forest. Yeah, and when we saw North Forest, they got beat. But you and I, we said it like we always. They had some guys. Mm -hmm. Like they, when they warmed up, you looked at them and you thought, man. They really have some guys that, that could be good. But, again, it's all about the fundamentals at that point. All right, let's turn our attention now to a juicy District 12 4A Division One. You got El Campo, Bay City, Iowa Colony, Navasota, Stafford, Brazosport, and Needville. First off, I will say this. There's not an easy game in this district. No. I mean, some of these scores will get out of hand, but this isn't one of those districts where you go, oh, the, the set last place team might the, the last place team very well could be five and five yeah. and, and all their losses be in district and they all be by like a, a possession or two. This is a hell of a district, Grant. Yeah, I, I've been looking forward to talking this district. I think, you know, I think the consensus is uh, El Campo wins this district, but I'm going to say Bay City wins this You've district. You've won me over on that, dude. I man, Look, Alex Estrada, a quarterback, and then uh, Jada Andrews at running back, that's a one-two punch on a – uh, a, an offense that put up a lot of points last year that returns. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and they've got – they return the house on offense and those two playmakers. And then the defense is going to be pretty Carlin darn good Jones, too. Dude, if oh, I, probably the best – one of the best defensive players in Class 4A. He's not as big as Dalen Mack was at Gladewater, but he has that kind of motor that when he wants to take over, you're oh, not yeah. blocking him. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and But the, the issue the last couple of years with him was around him. Uh, he's also like that Belleville defensive tackle. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I was going out. Campo, but you and I were talking, and I, I kind of feel like this might be a Bay City. In saying that, I think El Campo is going to be a good team. They're going to oh, yeah. go a couple rounds. I'd love to go see that Bay City El Campo that might game be one this that, year. That's one of those rivalries that one side is a blood that, rivalry. One of the oldest. Yes. It is the oldest it, in the state. It's And it's a blood rivalry on one side, and then the other side's always like, eh, we always win, so it's no big deal. And that's sometimes the funnest rivalries because when a Bay City finally steps up and can consistently beat El Campo, well, then mm -hmm. El Campo gets angry. And they're like, well, screw that. You're not supposed to beat us. But then you've got Iowa Colony, who, again, we talked about Panther Creek. A lot of people are saying Iowa Colony, A, they have talent, but also there are they return 22 starters. Again, first year, last year, they're already at 5A numbers. Yeah. yeah. So will that depth help? Then you've got Navasota. Casey Dacus down there has 16 returning starters. You still have Stafford. And I know Stafford underperformed last year, but they still went seven and five. They returned seven on offense. Needville, they returned 16 starters, nine on offense. That's why we say that they, the top end wasn't quite as good as China Spring in them. 
That's why China Spring won the toughest district. But we we said even then that 12-4A Division One might be the deepest district. And I think it will be. This is not – this is going to be a district where every week somebody's going to be like, oh, wow, they beat so-and-so. I don't know if anybody goes unscathed in this district. I, if anybody does, it's going to be Bay City. I am throwing all my cards in right now I have no problem with that. I, I just – I don't know if I'm I I'm not saying for state yeah, necessarily. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I know, but I, I know. think they could make a run for it. I, I mean, in, in a region that's really tough – if it, the team that gets hot a lot of times in these regions is the is the team that gets in it. It's going to be a battle, and we and again we never know with injuries and all that kind of fun so stuff. So how do you see this going? I, I'm going to go Bay City. I'm going to go El Campo. I'm going to go Navasota. I'm going to go Iowa Colony. Okay, I've got it. Bay City one, El Campo two, Iowa Colony three, and then Navasota four. I do want to say this though. Uh huh. I want to see Oliver Miles in the Travis Reeves system at El Campo because if he takes to it then all bets are off. He's one hell of an athlete. He's one hell of an athlete, and Travis Reeve knows how to take the athlete and make them great. Just remember, Bay City's got three of those. Oh, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Or two of those, at least. I still feel that outside of the district, El Campo has the highest ceiling. I just Mm -hmm. feel that way. But anyway. Let's go to 13-4A Division One, And here's another one that was a, a team that's new to the world. Uh, San Antonio Davenport, last year they went 10-2. and two. They returned 15 starters. Uh, you've got Tristan Hamlin, a really good quarterback. You've got Kyler Payne. You've got a tight end that they actually go to. We're in a weird thing with tight ends. You'll have one t- – one district that seems to have three tight ends and they all use them and then everybody else doesn't. Uh-huh. This is a team that uses their tight end. I, I like them first. I know a lot of people think Lampasas takes a step up, and I think they're going to be fine, but I still like Canyon Lake. I know they return nobody on offense hardly, but I, I just feel like inside this district, I like them second. I do like Lampasas third, and I like Burnett fourth. I've got it. Uh, Davenport one, Lampasas second. Um, Taylor third. I have no problem with that. No and problem. then uh, burn it for. It's not as it's not as deep as twelve four a division one, but I think the games could be just as exciting week yeah. to week inside this district. All right, let's go to fourteen four a division one. Uh, you've got Bernie Somerset, Fredericksburg, Uvalde, San Antonio, Kenny, San Antonio Memorial. It's down to the four teams. I, I think this is one of those districts that you know the four. It's just you don't know the the, the position. Well, I, I think I we all know we the know first the one. one Bernie, yeah. Right? I think Bernie wins this comfortably. I do too. Jackson Bay's at quarterback. Uh, I mean. You know, we knew what Bernie did last year, how physical they were uh, on both sides of the ball. And they just and got more physical each round. Yeah. You know, I, I know they lost to China Spring, but they're, the, China Spring, I remember the coach saying, that's one of those games that our players are going to fill for two weeks. Oh, yeah. Both of those teams were old-fashioned slobber knockers. Linebackers weren't trying to dodge. They were going right into the gap. Ahead, and you China know. Spring, the best team in uh, 4A Division One last year, had to pull it. Well, that last second field goal. Man, those games I gotta are say, so good I last year. Ass. Yeah, those games were so good last year. I know, year. man. It, I mean, could we be so lucky this year? I, I hope so. It seems like right now we've been on a cycle every other year. Because the year before, the, it's fun to be state. But some, we talked about it when it happened. Some years, it's just, eh, these aren't the greatest games. Last year, it just felt like in our wheelhouse, 2A up to 4A. It right. just felt like every game was, at least there was something about it that was compelling. Yeah. Whether it was actually a close game or just a play or whatever, there was something that made you want to watch those games. Yeah. Um, but I, I have uh, Bernie number one. I have Frederick Berg's number two. I think they'll bounce back up to where they were. <laughs> <laughs> two years ago when they made that region semifinal surprise run. I got Uvalde and then Somerset. 
That's kind of how I have it. I think Uvalde, people need to watch out for them. Their issue is going to be, can they find consistency on offense? Defensively, Uvalde last year was really, really good, and they return a lot of that. Mm -hmm. They just got to find a way when they're in a game against Bernie, figuring out how to score 21 points. I think we might go down to that uh, Bernie-Uvalde game. That way we can go that Saturday to the uh, Barbacoa and uh, Big Red Red Festival in San Antonio. We we keep our priorities here at Sideline. Yes, yes. We keep our priorities here at Sideline. Great. Great. All right, let's go to 15-4A Division One And Lavernia, man, they're getting the talk of one of the watch-out teams in Region 4. Last year they were 9-3. and three. They return a ton back. Uh, playmakers on both sides of the ball. Three offensive start line starters. They, they have a, a great sophomore class. Apparently that some people say they might be the best sophomore class that, that Lavernia has had. And they're primed in a region where – I'm not as big on Corp- uh, Corpus Christi, Cal Allen. I could see them being the team coming from this side of the bracket this year. Again, I know Cal Allen gets that because they're Cal Allen, but I, I just uh, Cal Allen loses a lot from a team last year that had a great record. But you saw them, and we were like, eh. I could see Lavernia as long as they get through district clean. I could see yeah, them could. coming out of this region or out of this side of the bracket. So I've got a Lavernia one, uh, Calhoun two, uh, Beeville Jones three, and then uh, Pleasanton four. Yeah, I have no problem with that at all. All right, let's go to sixteen four A Division one where Cal Allen is. Uh, they, they return four on offense. They, and I'm, I'm not trying to knock them. I'm just saying. No, I mean, look, Cal Allen still has uh, Luke Medina. Yeah, running back, and he is a warhorse. Yeah, and, and, and they still have a system that's just hard to to to, to scheme against week right. in and week out. Yeah, uh, but let's see. I, I'm curious to see what Alice does. I know they have to replace their coach, but they return ten and starters. a quarterback and a, re- <laughs> a really good quarterback. <laughs> right, um, but I, you know, I I just it's one of those where both teams take a step back. Which team doesn't take as far of a step back? I'm still going with Cal Allen. I am two in this district. I yeah, agree. but Alice two uh, maybe. Uh, Midway, Toloso, Midway three, and then Laferia four. All right, that is 4A Division one in the books. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll start with Coach X, and then we'll do 4A Division two right here on the Big Osh Preview Show, 4A style, brought to you by SI Design and Printing on the L4 Media Company. Coach, looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Sideline sent
Chiodomium Vinegar and Goodwin back here, sideline to sideline, the 4A Big R's preview show brought to you by SI Design and Printing. We now have Coach X. So here's his diatribe. If this is the first time you've heard us, Coach X is a real coach, and he always writes in and gives us funny little tidbits, and he likes to attack Grant, and he thinks the world of me. All right, so here we go, Coach X. So Terry says I write too much. That's not what I said. Well, get ready, buddy. It's the Big R's preview show, and I plan on using my whole arse on this one. Hey, when did Netflix start trying to become ESPN? They have the Money Manziel show coming out they just did the show about two lackluster quarterbacks and pat mahomes hey netflix gary collins not available to follow around or did cooper rush turn you down kirk cousins and the hawaiian guy really i will say this you and i were talking about this i actually enjoy kirk cousins on that it, it's a different like i always thought kirk cousins was kind of robotic so it's kind of nice to see the the, the softer gentler side uh, but he is right about one thing a lot of quarterbacks did apparently turn this down and have turned them down in season two like i know Dak said you know he just didn't feel like that was right. what, what you want to do you know have and it's got to be tough I, I i think if you can be pat mahomes and you win super bowls you can do it or you can be kirk cousins and, and mariota not be right on the cusp and you can do it I think if you're a Super Bowl contender, I think it's especially if you're Dallas, that's just really hard to have more cameras into the room. But anyway, yeah, uh, a little bit of a distraction. Yeah, you a big time distraction. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, now they have Swamp Kings coming out, which of course is the show about a middle-aged coach hitting on 18-year-old freshman co-eds, a murder at tight end, twin brothers that look like they have probably done some less than upstanding things, and they've all been led by football Jesus. I sound like <laughs> some Texas towns we know back in the day. Uh, sounds like a banger. Anyway, I'm counting down. Uh, I'm counting that down like I'm counting down that vacation that Brett Lee said he was taking me on. Got my passport ready, Brett. Just name the time and place, and I'll be there yesterday. Coach X signing off for now, but just know that when you need me the most, I'll always not be there, and I take comfort in that. <laughs> Sadly, that's probably one of the best things and most coherent things he's ever wrote, 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 wrote written. Boy, it's been a long day. Uh, we, we, we didn't even get to do two shows that we were I think planning. it's written. It's, yeah, written. I mean, you can say Roten. I'll say Roten. Rotan. Um, all right. We did four. Yellow Hammers or not Yellow Hammers. Yeah. Rotan is the Yellow Hammers. There's right? a, I, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. He trying to get some food. <laughs> There's no food up there. Studio dogs trying to get some food. Hey, dude. Anyway. We did 4A Division One, and do not worry. We will give our region finals, our semifinals, and our state championship picks at the end of the show. But first, we're going to do Class 4A Division One or Division Two, and we start out in District One. And I think Grant that Monahans has established themselves back, which, by the way, I'm so happy for, established themselves back as a program. Last year going 10-4, and four, and they return a good core of that, including Chino Navarrete, their quarterback. They have a good defensive line. They do need to retool the offensive line, but I think in this district they're going to be perfectly fine. And look, Navarrete, I mean, he was one of the top dual-threat quarterbacks in the state, right? And if you have year. a bad offensive line, you want a dual-threat quarterback because oh, he yeah. can bail you out. That dude can get it. Yep. I mean, almost 2,100 yards uh, uh, rushing, uh, almost 1,500 yards passing last year. I mean, give me that any day. Yeah. Especially in this district. I think uh, Fort Stockton is number two. Then I will go with Pecos three and Clint fourth. Yeah, I, I, I really do legitimately think, I mean, they made a run last year, and I think they make, I, I think Monahan is making another run to be a, a region threat this year. Um, all right, now let's go to District 2, 4A Division 2, and you've got West Plains, who last year as a first time program shocked everybody. Mm -hmm. Not only, I mean, they, they didn't just 
win and make the playoffs, they were seven and five. They weren't like a three and eight team. They won their first playoff game. They returned everybody, and, and I think they're going to rule this district this year. I, I think so too. Actually, um, you know, uh, King Talent at receiver, um, their quarterback uh, Reed Macon. I don't know. You know, Macon returning after what almost twenty three hundred yards as a freshman last year. Yeah, as a freshman, this whole team the is young. Deal, the talent kid. Um, you know, I mean, King Talent just you know can can haul haul them in. So yeah, I I think uh, West Plains is definitely your favorite here. I think uh, second I like Seminole, and then third I like maybe Levelin, and then fourth I guess it would be Perryton. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's West Plains. And then Seminole and then everybody else. Not that Seminole is going to be truly competitive, but I mean, it's a team that returns a lot of their defense from a really good 10-2 team. By uh-huh. the way, we will have a Canyon ISD show this year. Oh, um, awesome. We, well, our old Hereford title sponsor, she moved to Canyon. Nicole, Nicole Thompson. Thompson. Yes, oh, so okay. now we're going to have a Canyon. Well, thank you, Nicole. Yes. Appreciate that. We really do love her being a title sponsor, and we appreciate that, and it's going to be fun talking them and Canyon as well. All right, let's, and Randall. All right, let's go to 3-4A Division Two, and this is where you start to get some good competition. This is where the districts, I, I think you can make a case for multiple teams. Uh, you've got Hershey, you've got Graham, you've got Greenwood, Snyder, and Sweetwater. What are your thoughts? Um, so this is going to be a fun one. Um, I'm really high on Graham this Yes, year. you are, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but you are. I, I think Ty Thompson, the quarterback, is going to be a household name by the time, in 3A at least, uh, by the time that this season ends. Yeah. Uh, Ty Thompson, man, that kid, you know, he's got quick feet, got a good arm. He's very smart. I think he started since a yeah, he, he's been there right? a while. Yeah. Um, so, and he's got really good size, by the way. So, and he's got a really good uh, receiver in Peyton Kinman. So, I think, I really think uh, that Graham wins this district. And then Hershey would be like second. I, I think Jamel McFalls at quarterback for Hershey is is he as good as uh, Ty Thompson? I don't think so, but he's still really good. Javion Frazier, the real good athlete for yeah. them. Yeah. Oh yeah, they've got athletes. And again, they're another program. This is their last year, so yeah. that that emotion will it. Will it fuel them or will it wear them down? I, we don't know. We'll just have to see how the game sure. goes. But talent-wise, I, I, I think there's a three-way race. I think Hershey, Graham, and Greenwood. I think you and can throw – And Snyder fourth, I think right? Snyder – and I think Snyder, you know, they return a ton. And, and Westwood was doing really good things last year for them. Snyder and Sweetwater both have fallen so far. It's a big climb. I, I think Snyder could make a nice step, but I still think they're under those three. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Graham. I like that. I'm gonna go with Graham, but again, I don't. I don't know if this is a district where anybody goes unbeaten in district. Maybe not. I, I could see. I could see a scenario where three teams are. I think tied. maybe Graham and uh, Hershey definitely beat up on each other. Yeah, and I don't. I don't count out Greenwood. Man, they return everybody on offense. Oh yeah. Uh, they, they've got to figure out consistency on defense and kind of. They, they've got a good offensive line at, at a couple places, but they're gonna have to replace a couple others as well. But anyway, uh, so let's go to four four a division two. Glen Rose, Godley, Hillsboro, Ferris. Benbrook and Venus, and, and I, I never, you know, we used to make the joke, but Godley has now established themselves as a team that can make a three-round run, and they've got a ton back from that team last year. I know. I actually got Godley winning this district. I do, too. Thank Landon you. Landon Thigpen at running back. Um, I mean, 
you know, he was a stud last year. He's going to be even better against, you know, with an offensive line that's even more mature. Uh, I think Glenn Rose will come in second. I think that loss, just, you know, that quarterback, dude, losing him. Yeah. I, I think they come in third. Oh, I still got him coming second. I have no problem. And with I that. think they'll push Godley, yeah. but I think Godley comes in uh, first. And then now I think it's uh, Glenn Rose. And then I think it's Hillsborough and Ferris fourth. But tell me your thoughts. I've got Glenn Rose, Hillsborough, Godley, and Ferris. I mean, okay. sorry. I'm sorry. Godley, uh, Hillsborough, Glenn Rose, and Ferris. Dude, Hillsborough returned 16 starters. They returned yeah. 10 on defense. Boy, it's Hillsborough. But Glenn Rose returns nobody. But it's still Hillsborough. I, I, I don't think Glenn Rose has that type of that type of cred to say, well, they lost everybody and they're going to be fine. Hillsborough hadn't had that cred with <laughs> – no, but I, I think, 11 and dude, 11. I think this year with, with Tory Brooks and Landon Williamson and a defensive line that's got Juan Gonzalez and Jaden McGruder, I, I just think I, I think Glenn Rose, Glenn Rose takes big steps back and then they reload. I, I just think that this is a gap year where Hillsborough is going to fit in nicely in that segment. And I can Man, be I got a hard time. That's fine. I, 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 that, that's good. I like – Remember the, that. Just remember that when we, when we look back. I, I already I, wrote it down in my journal. Emailed it to all your friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your journal. This your tool just your dream, fails, Merle, your dream to win state. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? Everybody will just hear that, and that's what they'll go with on all the message <laughs> right. boards. Like that time with Van. That's what they're going to hear. Oh, Terry said Van's going to win state. No, I didn't. I said that they would beat Carthage, which didn't happen, but I never said they would win state. But anyway, uh, let's go. That to- was many moons ago, by the way. And that was a that, that was a time before we like Carthage was still learning to be Carthage. So we did anyway. I don't, I don't defend myself. I make my points. I don't care. Let's go to five four a division two. Um, Aubrey last year, you know the, the Chaps made a great run ten and three. But they're another team that have to completely reload. They don't have a history of, of reloading. They usually rebuild. But they're in a district grant. I think they're still maybe the best team in it. Yeah, I mean they still got two really good running backs in Cagle. And uh, Bell, right? Yes. Emerson Cagle and uh, Braylon Bell, still really good. They don't have a big offensive line or an experienced offensive line to run behind, but I think Aubrey is – They're a is, offense, though. Their guys know what they're doing. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I think Aubrey might be the class of this district. Watch and then out you for got, Gainesville. Yeah. Gainesville, Gainesville returns I think a You know, maybe a close second, right? I mean, uh, Cade Searcy, at quarterback, you know. Coach's son. Yep, really good. Had 1,500 yards last year. Uh, they expect him to, to have, you know, again, you always say that if, if you're like a sophomore, you double your stuff to junior, you double your stuff mm-hmm. to a senior, and I, I think that they're on pace with that. I had a coach tell me at coaching school that we were, we were waxing poetic about the Gainesville State Championship team, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, the thing is, is Gainesville has never stopped having those athletes. They just can't get consistent. Mm-hmm. And he felt that Coach Searcy with that group, he might have them consistent again. He actually thought that they were a threat. Not only in this, like, they, they could make a multiple round run. We'll see. You know, the, the difference I saw, though, between that Gainesville team and the Gainesville teams you see now, yeah, they've got those athletes, but they don't have those Big thick kids up front, and they don't that have they those. Used to. They don't have those. I mean, boys they have some dudes, fight, man. Fight on the field and off the field. I mean, Gainesville is one of those. They teams. have those river rats. Yeah, man. I mean, you you were intimidated. <laughs> you were just intimidated watching them just line up, sitting on the Gainesville side. Yep. In the bleachers, you're like, holy crap, man. Um, These guys are for real. And at the end of this, I've got uh, Crum third and Van Alstine fourth. Yeah, I kind of got that too. 
Yeah, I, I think Crum has a ton coming back. It might surprise a little bit. People as far as inside the district, not like on a state level. All yeah. right, let's go to 6-4A Division Two, And this is gonna, this has been a fun district for the last few years, and it's going to be a fun district this year. Uh, can Sunnyvale finally, you know, can they finally strike down Caddo Mills? Which four, I say years, yes. four years ago, we'd have never thought that. It was always, it, we always felt Caddo Mills was catching or trying to chase Sunnyvale. That's changed. You say yes. I agree because – Cattle Mills, they've got to return a they, they don't return anybody offensively. I mean they return three guys, but I mean that mm-hmm. they lose that core and Sunnyvale has fourteen returning starters from a team that last year it never they just never seemed to get untracked on the right time. Right, right. And you know, they got a plethora of receivers. Now, what are they gonna do at quarterback? I don't know, but they got some dudes that can handle the ball out wide. Yeah. Yeah, and that's going to be the question. Can can they can they find a quarterback and can they just can they win the games they're supposed to win? They Sunnyvale for some reason the last couple of years have lost that ability. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like 3 years ago Sunnyvale was growing into that where they're going to be a 4A power because they're kind of landlocked. So they're going to kind of be 4A division 1, division 2. I, I don't I mean eventually they might I go I remember five, when we were used to talk about they're the next Salina. Yeah, like that's my point. I said literally I was about and to leave. Kind of close, but they to that. just can't. They they it, they've got that glass ceiling they can't break through. Right but now, once they break through, things might change. But you know, John Settle has has at least been consistently winners there. Yeah. But it does feel like, and they've also gotten unlucky. Where one of the years they had one of the really good teams, they ran into Gilmer. We talked about that with the four and E Will's point. They ran into Gilmer the first round. Gilmer just ran it down their throat. Well, yeah, that because that was Gilmer as the fourth place team in a district that all four teams went three rounds deep into the playoffs. Right. So some of it's. Bad. Bad luck. But, uh, yeah, I've got Sunnyvale. I've got Caddo Mills. I've got Quinlan Ford. And then after that, it's a toss-up. Lincoln's, you know, Lincoln has a ton coming back, and they're going to look good for two games, and then they're going to look like crap for five other games. So you just can't trust them. All right, let's go to 7-4A Division II. I trust you, Lincoln. Oh, you trust them? Okay. Yeah. I mean, you might not, but. So we're going to go see a bunch of Lincoln football this year? We might. Um, let's go 7 4 Let's go 7 4 Division two because this is okay. a fun one to talk about. Yes, it is. Because this is one of those districts that the team that wins district might not be the last team standing in the playoffs with this district. Right. I, I've got uh, Pleasant Grove right now winning this district. Akari Johnson at uh, quarterback. Uh, Jalen uh, Broadley, or I'm sorry, Bordley. Uh, those two right there were some of the best players in D2 last year, yeah. right? And they're coming back, and they've got all the offensive line uh, in front of them. I just – I I don't know. They're the team to beat. Yeah, they're right? the team to beat. I think Gilmer – I mean, Gilmer's going to be Gilmer with Will Henderson, probably the quickest guy in the district. They have another Tennyson playing. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Caden? Yeah, I think Tennyson, so, Caden. the quarterback, yeah. Uh, but I think Pleasant Grove right now wins this district, and then it's Gilmer, um, Liberty, or Allo third, and then maybe Pittsburgh fourth. I think Pittsburgh might be a little bit of a dark horse. Well, I actually think Liberty Allo might be the dark horse. I, I, oh, think, really? I think Liberty Allo is closer to Gilmer than Gilmer is to Pleasant Grove. Oh, okay. I, I think Pleasant yeah. Grove wins this comfortably this year. I, I kind of do too, but, man, it's – 
It's Gilmer. Right when you try to count out Gilmer, here and they Gilmer's kind of re-earned that they're a tough beat. Right. We, we a few years ago they could they didn't seem to beat any of the good teams. They would they would be nine and two, and their two losses would be to really good teams. Yeah. I, I just feel like the, I, first off, I, I think what Davis is doing at Liberty Alo. First off, just having him stay there multiple years is completely. That's what Liberty Alo for some reason just couldn't keep a coach. Yeah. I, I think they have that. They have seventeen returning starters. I, I think Gilmer takes a step back. I still think they're better than Liberty Alo, but I think they're closer to Liberty Alo than they are Pleasant Grove. Yeah. I'm like you. I have Pleasant Grove. I have Gilmer. I have Liberty Alo. I like Nor- I like Spring Hill to finally sneak into that. I think Pittsburgh is just – they're just in a weird area because they're trying to do what Paul Pewitt did, but they just don't seem to have the guys to do what Paul Pewitt did. Right. And you can't just run the slot T, the wing T's just to do it. You've got to have some masters. You've got to have guys that are up front that are happy to stick their heads down low and go lower than the defender, not just once, not twice, but 45 snaps a game. Yeah. And for some reason, they're just it just hasn't worked yet. Maybe well, this year it changes. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head there. Uh, your offensive line has to get lower because defensively, your whole your your whole strategy against the slot T is just to go in and knock the offensive line's knees down. You're not so trying you to make tackles. Ball, You're right. trying to plug a hole to make the running back run right. up into the and ass of the offensive low line and yep. knock them down. Well, yeah, you're right. If your offensive line is, you got to love enough, that stuff. Oh yeah, man. That's why if you, you ever notice, really love that. If you stuff. ever notice the slot T teams, it, it's it, 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 and we talked about this before. It embraces the community because you have to love that. It, it's old mm-hmm. school football. You're not going to be pretty. You're, you're offensive lineman. You're not going to get D ones loving you because you're literally just head down, head down, head down. You've got to just enjoy it. And maybe Pittsburgh turns it around. I mean, and and, and their coach Alberon can do it. I just it doesn't feel like I felt like they would be a further ahead than they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so let's go now to uh, 8-4-A Division Two. No, I'm not going to let you tell me how Rusk is going to beat Carthage this year. Sorry, I'm, I'm gonna, not going to talk you into it. Now, I'm going Carthage to win this district. That's my big shock. You, you know, the funny thing is, is Center, Van, and Rusk are all going to be really improved this year. Mm-hmm. Center, Van. And it's not going to matter it's not gonna in matter. the district, at it, least. It, it, we did talk about, you know, with them, there's always <laughs> – Oh, my God, the chip bag. That's okay. Um, You know, it's Carthage. And until Carthage gets beat in district, it's Carthage. And and I think center is a team. Uh, I think Ricky Meeks is really laying down a good foundation in that program. They return 11 starters, eight on offense. I think center is going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if center stays within 21 against Carthage. Uh, Who? Who, who does? I mean, again, right. we're, we're back yeah. into that. You know, Carthage takes a step back every four years, and then they're back for four years. And and to be honest with you, Grant, this might be the best young core that they've actually had out of all of them. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got Seratic quarterback. You've got an offensive line that's got just just beef on the moan. You've got Matlock at re- running back. I mean, and then you've got three or four players that we haven't even heard of that Surratt's going to bring up week eight of district and completely transform the offense and do different things in the playoffs. Right. Uh, and, and I know it gets tiresome. People always ask, well, is this the year? No, this isn't the year. Yes, every and four years. A lot of it comes back to Jet Surratt <laughs> yes. coming back and, you know, what he's been doing during the offseason. Yep. You know, uh, I think center's going to be a good, a solid I think number be a really two. good team. Yeah, I mean, Kalen Dixon at uh, running back. And then you got a great quarterback in the cross kid, Cash Cross. You know, he threw for, what, 2,200 yards almost last year. So, 
I think they'll be I really think good. Van's going to bounce back this year. They yeah. took a pause because they had one of their best classes two years ago. Uh, they and, and in taking that pause, they still went six and five. Right. Um, but they return a core. I, I think Thomas Sinton at, at Rusk is doing a lot of good things. There's a lot of programs that are hoping realignment next year gets them out of this district because Rusk, Center, and Van and other districts would be district champions. Or, yeah, or at least at yeah. least competing I, for it. Exactly. I mean, at exactly. least competing for it. Yeah. All right, let's go to 9-4-A Division One, and this is a completely different district because this is going to be a fun <laughs> district. It is. And, and, and I, I want to say, did you ever think in a district with Silsby, Jasper, and West Orange Stark that Hampshire Fanet would be a team that could end up winning that district? Because they very well could. I don't think they will, but the Longhorns are loaded this year. Yeah, they are. But let's this go back to Silsby, top four, though, man. man. Go ahead. Let's go back to Silsby, though. They win this district. Yes. Oh, you think Jeremy so? Miller? <laughs> no. Yeah, and I'm going out on a limb. The best athlete maybe in the state right yeah, now, just right? athletic. Yeah, he reminds I mean, me so much of Jordan Whittington at Quero. That's when oh, I, yeah. And I don't mean size-wise. Just when I think of what Silsby can do with him in different ways, I think of what Quero did with Jordan Whittington. Yeah. Uh, Cartwright, you know, Ashton Cartwright is a nice compliment when you try to play, you know, bracket uh, uh, Miller. Yeah. Cartwright can kill you, too. That's where his almost, what, 1,400 yards uh, receiving came from last year. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, Jasper has one of the best line, uh, linebackers in the state in Ty Anthony Smith. Dude, he is an absolute oh, he is. beast, man. Yeah, like, everybody wants that dude. He had right? like 120 tackles, six tackles for losses. I think he had like 11 strip uh, fumbles. I mean, just he, he is that machine. Unblockable man among boys. And the thing is, he's got everybody else on that defense around him coming back. Jasper's issue is just finding enough offense in the big games. And they got a lot of that offense coming back, though. But you is know, that so, a good or bad thing? We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's Silsby 1, Jasper 2, uh, Finette. <sighs> Man, am I picking West Orange over them? No, I'm going Finette 3 and then West Orange start 4. I, I think West Orange start legitimately has to play really good football. This I don't think I think West Orange Stark makes the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But I I don't think I think this I think West Orange Stark is in a down cycle. Now for them that's still seven and four. They're still gonna make the playoffs. Right. I I, I don't think that they're in any I don't think they're competitive enough in the in the top three games. I, mean, I, don't I, I, just, I think they'll be competitive and I mean, they competitive, might they'll still one or two. See, and I, then, I don't see and that. we're looking at them all of a sudden now being the. I, I think they're good enough to do that. I, I you don't. know the Turner kid at quarterback. I mean, he was pretty good last year. See, I, 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 their offense was just putrid to me. Like I just was not impressed. When we saw now them, they in were. saying that we never thought P and G would be in the play. Yeah, we had the. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> exactly. We saw him against PNG. Most mind blowing this, game that we've this ever Indian seen. Indian team. Man, it they won't like, do anything. And it this felt year. like they had one guy and nobody else. And then 16 weeks later, they're playing in the Man, state they championship. Were good, though, and, they, they? and they just got better. And they, but we we mentioned then though they were big. That was the one thing. And they yeah, they, they leaned big. on a they lot of a, people. The big uh, big on both sides of the lines, and they had that big old uh, playmaking receiver. Yes. You remember that? Well, that was the guy that was saying he was the everything in that game. He had like yeah. five touchdowns. He threw for two. I mean, he was just everything. And, yep. and again, I think West Orange Stark is down for West Orange Stark. They're still yeah. going to be good. It's different. Yeah. I just think, I think, I, I, I mean, Hampshire fan, it, it, is it to me, we talked about in the Dark Horse, they have Dark Horse written all over them, in my opinion. Yeah, they do. And, and, and I still think they don't win district, but again, we're in a world now where your third place team, if they get the right draw, 
watch out. They, they end up in the region finals before you know it. Right. All right, let's go to another one I think is going to be a very, really good district. Oh, 10, this one be fun. Yeah, 10-4A Division Two. You know, Belleville last year at one point looked unbeatable. Like, I legitimately until thought, by district until by district, and that's weird because Belleville doesn't usually lose. I mean, they usually are a three round team, mm-hmm. um, but man, I, I know they don't. They they lose some, but man, that defense, that defensive front, they have one of the best defensive linemen, not only in four A Division two, four A, but all of class football. Uh, I, I still think that Grady Rowe and that Brahma team are the team to beat in this district. I don't know. I think I take uh, Brookshire to win this one this year. I, I I don't I think I like Royal to win the district with Zakai Anderson. Uh, at running back, the quarterback, uh, Ashton Robinson. I think there's just way too much coming back from a really darn good team. Last year, look, I know Belleville uh, returns, you know, uh, Sam Radicki. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. But I think this uh, Royal defense is good enough to slow him down. And I don't know if uh, uh, Belleville's all, or defense can contain what uh, – Brookshire Royal's going to throw at him. But can they, can can Brookshire Royal stop DJ Sanders? That's the defensive lineman I was talking about. Well, yeah. Too. Here's my True. thing in this, and this breaks either way. You have a team that has traditionally the last 15 years in Belleville been a consistent 9-12 to 12 win team. Mm-hmm. You have a Brookshire Royal team that until last year had not been competitive at all. So now this year, Brookshire Royal has two paths. Will they beat? Belleville and be on their way to a three or four round run or well when they play a Belleville team that they're probably actually better than mm-hmm. will they forget that and go oh no it's Belleville and they they kind of you know we don't know I what don't they'll think do. they blink I don't think they blink but I still think Belleville just has enough defensively I think both of these teams make good playoff runs and so I also want got it uh Brookshire one Belleville two you've got uh, Belleville, Belleville one, one Brookshire, Brookshire two. two. Who do you got three and four? I like Sealy three. I think Clint I Finley, the new head coach there. I, I think first off, Shane Mobley done a really solid job with them. But Sealy always tended to lose two games that you just kind of like. Why did they lose those games? Right. If former NFL player Clint Finley can can figure that consistency out. Sealy always has the talent. That's never an issue. And then I, I still like I still like West Columbia. I, I, do I still too. think the Roughnecks. I know they don't return a lot offensively, but they run that offense to where those kids know it in junior high. So yeah. you're just plugging and playing. Right. Um, but I, I still think at the end of the day, though, I wouldn't be surprised if we're sitting going to watch Belleville, Brookshire Royal, because I think both of the I do think Brookshire Royal is unbeaten till Belleville. I, I think they're oh, yeah. I think they're going to be special this that, year. That'll be one heck of a game. All right, let's go to 11-4 a division. Too, and this is a district that has a team, two teams that you and I are very on the watch out for. That's Conley and that's Madisonville, and that's the top two teams for me. Yeah, especially Conley right I now. Think Conley's about to, yeah, one of the first off, cool name. Second off, he's what does Waco Conley do every four years? They have a D1 athlete at running back. This four years ago, they had the kid and they went 14 and two or 14, uh, 13 and one. Right. This year, I, I think that path is there for now them. Now they got two D1 guys. Yes. And uh, Kiefer Sibley and then the receiver, Kobe Black. And and, I, and from what I've been told by Conley fans, they have a little bit more consistent offensive front and defensive front. And that's always been oh, where yeah. they kind of get messed up. They're not going to be one dimensional. Yeah. They're I not going to be one, been di- one dimensional for a while when they had these dudes. Mm-hmm. Now they're not. Yeah. That's a good point. 
Yeah. Um, I, I like them, and I like Madisonville, dude. We, we saw them, yeah. and, and we, we saw them that whenever they kind of diversified their offense, they were they gave Columbus fits last year. I know Columbus is 3A, but that's a different 3A team. Columbus could come up in the 4A and be a competitive oh, 4A yeah, Division too. Uh, and they returned 14 starters. Um, for them, it's just about it, – it's again, it's about winning the games you're supposed to win. And I think they'll do that. And, and I think Waco Conley and Madisonville make it. Uh, I, I think then you've got – I'm I'm kind of term, torn. I kind of feel like uh, Salado with Westerberg. I think this is year three of that. And hey, you remember Salado's big, that's what, big, uh, tall quarterback Luke Law? Yes. They Maybe just, this is the time he turns it. Year three. Their issue is they have no speed. No. Like if they could just if if, if they could figure out. I some, will say this though. When we saw them, it was against Hitchcock. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Hitchcock will make a lot of people but, slow. But in saying that. There was about seven minutes in that game where the Eagles almost came back on Hitchcock, and, and they gave Hitchcock a lot of problems. But, again, yeah. at the end of the day, Hitchcock just was, like, running circles right. around them. Yeah. But, and, and, and sometimes you do have to recalibrate where you're at. But, again. Yeah. And we Wake, have a hard time doing that but, sometimes. But Waco Connolly is, is more athletic than. Yes. And, again, that's where Absolutely the issue is. 100%. And, and then I'll go Gatesville 4. I think, uh, actually, that's what I've got, too. Yeah. Did I think, you copy me? And, and, and by the way, Salado and Gatesville are two teams you don't want to play in the playoffs. They're going to be sound. They're going to be tough. And they're not going to be easy outs, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Let's go to 12-4A Division Two, And this is going to be a fun. we got Cuero. Uh, we've got LaGrange, Smithville, Gonzalez, Giddings, and Caldwell. Man, you remember back when the Caldwell Hornets were competitive? Yeah, that was a long time ago, like though. Early 3A download days. Now I think I see them more at 0-10 than I do. I think they've had more 0-10 seasons than playoff seasons in the last Probably 50 so. years. Um, how do you see this? I, I think I've it's Quero. I think uh, Quero won. Uh, Mason Nataro at quarterback. He's a big, strong quarterback. Uh, you know, what he had almost 2,700 yards passing last mm-hmm. year, around 1,000 yards rushing. So, yeah, I think Quero wins this district. Um, I think uh, LaGrange is second, um, Smithville third, and then Gonzalez fourth. But I, I like LaGrange and Smithville. I could see them in a good matchup being a problem in the first round, but I don't think either one of them challenged Quero. Yeah. All right, let's go to 13-4A Division Two, or as we call it, the only teams that beat each other last year in the playoffs. <laughs> that, we, we talked about it last year. We said this was the best division by the, our district by default in this region, and literally they're all, they all beat each other in the playoffs. I I don't think we're quite there this year. I think Lagavulin Vista takes a huge step back. I think they make the playoffs. I think they take a huge step back. They only return six, and we'll have a Laga Vista show. But Coach Creighton Phillips, this is going to be a tough one. You know, last year they were loaded for Bear. This year they're going to have to find out if they're going to reload or rebuild. And I think they're going to rebuild more than they reload. Yeah, I think Wimberley wins this, and a lot of it is because of their quarterback play in Cody Stover. I I think Wimberley is, once again, going to be right there knocking at that state semifinal, state finalist door, man. Yeah, I mean, they could. I mean, it comes. I really think it comes down to them and Navarro. I mean, and I you think know, Navarro the, with Diego Chapa at quarterback, um, the Meebane kid. At, at, I say Chapa at running back. I'm sorry. Yeah. And then the Meebane kid at, at running back. I mean, here again, uh, Navarro's going to wear you out with their slot T. Uh, it's going to come down to Wimberley and Navarro. I think right now it's Wimberley. 
Navarro second, and then uh, Lagavis a third, and then Gerald fourth. I like I like Gerald third. I, I think that they have enough coming back. I I, I think Lagavis takes a huge step back. Yeah, I, I, I think it, they're lucky this year that they're in a district where there's four teams, and, and the other two are. And, yeah. and I think Lagavis the next year is going to be fine. But I, I mean, they 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 lose everybody. They, they right. lose their quarterback. They lose their two wide this receivers. This is a district. After you get back first two, though, it's, you can lose everybody and still and still make because, playoffs. I mean, yeah, yeah Maynard New Tech and Austin Achieve. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, 100%. All right, let's now go to 14-4A Division Two, And one of these teams, or two of these teams, I think it, it, this is a different year. I don't think 13-4A Division Two rules the playoffs in this region. I don't, but I am very high on Divine this year. I don't, I'm high on Divine and Bandera. Yeah, Bandera I, I think as well. we yeah. have two legitimate teams in this half of the bracket that will beat the top, the third and fourth place team in 13-4A Division Two. Yeah, I, you know, who's the better uh, uh, running back in the district, Devine's uh, uh, Ethan Santos or Bandera's uh, uh, Jesse Cardenas? I, I, give me one and I'm happy. Either know, one. Right. It's one of those that if you, you pick and who's I'll take the other one. Who's got in front of him? Well, kind of equal. I'm taking Devine right now first. And then Bandera second. This could and then be a surprise Pierce game we go third. to. Yeah, maybe so. By the way, we have a Bandera coaches show. I know. And by the way, uh, Coach uh, Fontenot Amity will be one of your favorite coaches. You know why? It sounds like he's a Cajun. He's from South Louisiana. All right. Yeah. Uh, the, the last question I asked him on the when we talked to him at coaches school was, uh-huh. "What makes a good gumbo?" Oh, he answered, okay. He answered correctly. The oh, room. Good, good, And good. so, uh, yeah, it's fun, though. It, it's, I mean, look, I looked, I loved what 13-4A Division Two did last year. It's always fun when one mm-hmm. district does that. But I'm, I'm ready for Divine to be back. And Bandera, man, for 15 years, were, they were what Caldwell is now. They were the laughing stock. Right. They, they've won th- – they've had three winning seasons. It's like the first three winning seasons they've had back-to-back-to-back since the 1990s. Mm-hmm. They really are building something down there. Now, after that, the district struggles. Pearsall – I say that. Pearsall was 7-4 and four last year. Um, and they, I think Pearsall's going to be pretty good Yeah, this I mean, year. they returned 12. I, and I know you're real big on YMLA Lions. You, you said that you, you think they're going to make huge. a return. I got all the T-shirts in my closet. <laughs> yeah, they, they still made the district. <laughs> they made the playoffs last I just, year. It sounds so close to YMCA. That is your favorite. And That's where I all the like, boys stay. Dude, I'm, <laughs> what? That's the song. No. Yes, it is. I was talking about my youth soccer at YMCA. Oh, we were kick-ass. We're the Mighty Bites and the Yardvarks. We don't want to talk about your YMCA days. You, you okay. go in a deep place there. Just, a lot of things happen It was there. badass. A lot of scoring and not just in goals. All right, let's go to 15-4A Division Two. Will Sinton rise above and become a region threat again this year? I think there's a real good possibility. I don't know about a region threat, but they won I mean, this, this district. Region, I, I think this region begats you that they could. You say this every year. I do, something. actually. We really do. You, you do. You do, too. I don't either. You said they were state last year. No, I didn't. I, I do mark this mentally. You say Sinton every year. It's been a long Dude, time. Dude, they might have the best wide receiver core in the state this year, though. Legitimately. You've got Jacoby <laughs> James at six foot three. You've got Colby Heldstein at six foot three. You've got uh, Nick Flores at five ten. I mean, you have it. When you want to build a wide receiver, three wide receivers, you want two big guys on the outside and you want a slot guy that's quick in the middle. They have all that. The thing for Sinton is go out and prove it. I mean, every year, it, it, and I do say it because every year on paper, they should be one of the top teams in this region. Will they do it? I don't know. I do know. I think they win the district. Yeah, I think they win the district. And I think uh, 
uh, Ingleside comes in second. I, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and then maybe uh, Orange Grove third, and then Robstown fourth. I think I think three to five could be any of the three, but I, I yeah. like your choices. All right, we'll finish up with sixteen four A Division two. Who do you have? Why? Give me your three deeps. I got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you give me four deeps. <laughs> oh, Nobody wow. here. Well, I've been. Has I, four I have been looking at Bishop JV all week, ready for this, buddy. Have you? Yes. Well, I'm sorry because Cortez Bell's going to win it. Yeah. They will. Um, Raymondville second. Uh, Bishop, your Bishop uh, Badgers. I'll joke aside, they did make a two round playoff run, which I think was the longest they've made in like 15 years. So, congratulations on that. I made a B in math once, though. Yeah. So, a blind squirrel gets a nut, as you like to say. Right. All and right. then uh, Rio Grand City, Grulia. Grulia. All right. That, Grulia. Hey, the good the thing is there is you're going to make the playoffs. All right. That is Division Two. So you know what that means. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the boys from NETSN will give us their thoughts on 4A East Texas. And then Grant Goodwin and I will pick our region championship game, our state semifinals, and our state championships right here on Sideline to Sideline, the Class 4A Big R's Preview Show, brought to you by Side Design and Printing on L4 Media. Are you an athletic director or coach looking to make your locker room pop, looking to refresh your look, looking to redo your brand? Well, check out SI Design and Printing. They're going to transform your sports organization athletic facilities into what you're looking for by enhancing the student athlete experience, boasting the brand, and honoring your past. They do that with banners, backlit signage, locker graphics, window graphics, fence mesh graphic designs, and so much more. If you need a refresh, SI Design is going to help you do that. Check them out online, sidesign.net. And hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, they've got something for you as well, as SI Design is the leading provider of custom sports prints. They offer a variety of products, including posters, banners, canvases, and more. All you have to do is upload your high-quality studio or action shot, and SI Design will create the memory for you. For more information, all you have to do is go to their website, sidesign.net forward slash sports prints, and you'll get all the information that you need. You can also find them on Facebook. Just type in SI Design and Printing. Give them a call, 254-405-9492, or you can email them, info at sidesign.net, and tell Kyle that Sideline to Have you sustained a bone, joint, work, or sports injury? Problems with mobility or movement? Suffer with pain? Contact Azalea Orthopedics. Our specialists serve patients across East Texas for proven, trusted medical care. You have a choice. Demand Azalea. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, a lineman climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. 
To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at l4frclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. Si habla espanol. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special State Contenders edition of the weekly wrap-up show. It's your boy, Brett Swinney here, and I've got the usual suspects. I'd like to introduce Mr. Prince V83, Vincent Johnson. What's going on, Vince? What's up, man? What's up? It's been a minute. It has. It has been a while. What's been going on in your world uh, since we last had you on a show? Since last time I was on the show? Oh, yeah. Man, I've you, just got been... some, you got some big news coming up, man. You're, what, what, there's something, something going on in your life. Well, you know, that, I mean, there's an addition to the family coming. Oh, man. Uh, that's, 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 uh, that's major, but... You know, I've just been grinding and, and working and, uh, you know, just holding it down, waiting on football season as usual. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And also the man of many theories, Mr. CM, Corey Marshall. What's going on, Corey? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Talk- my throat. Got some apple juice. Yeah, Got some ready- apple juice going. You ready to talk some football, Corey? You know, I am ready to talk some football. It's it's it's, it's about that time. It's, yeah. it's too it's too hot out there to do anything else. I don't want to talk about anything else. <laughs> I want to talk about football today. No, that's that's good because uh, we got a special edition tonight of the State Contenders Edition. We're going to go four a three a two a in East Texas, our coverage zone. We're going to talk um, who we think can make deep runs this year in these classifications. And you know, we talk about it all the time. We've got a Beast from the East show coming, and there are some beasts in the East in the East Texas area this year. Um, and we'll start with 4A Division One. And guys, I know we may sound biased in here, but but we're we're speaking facts this year. There's only one legit contender this year. There's some others that that, that are on the edge that we may talk about, but Chapel Hill, this has got to be their year, right, guys? Man, go ahead, Corey. It's tough. <laughs> it's hard. I, I, don't I, mean, I, like, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to jinx Yeah, it. it's it's kind of like you don't want to jinx it, but, you know, the team's got a lot of returning, I think, nine, 15 yeah. offense, 15 starters total. 15 returning starters. Both sides that's of the football. Difference there. You know, that's massive. And, guys, there's a lot of D1 guys. I saw today um, when we were recording this, Javen Mayfield committed to SFA. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to so, shout out to Javen. So you know it's you got to put the package together. It's going to take a complete season. I think they got over the hump of of some of the district foes, Kilgore and Lindell, uh, last year. You know, but they got a pretty decent. They, they owe some guys in preseason. You know, they owe some guys in preseason one. So, but most importantly, it's about. The gauntlet is is going – they got to the level last year where they faced a team, I think they just ran out of gas because yeah. they didn't they didn't put together a very good postseason. I know they you know, went, went five rounds, but with the five rounds, they were down a lot early, so they didn't put together a pretty good postseason run. They were down early and didn't finish a lot of the game, so they kind of ran out of gas. So that, that team's young, and, and Coach Ridden's – you know, his sophomores and juniors, you know, he, that that was a senior-laden team somewhat last year. 
not senior laden, but they had a lot of suits out of good players and seniors. Now those guys are juniors. You know, that that sophomore laden team, a lot of those guys are juniors now. So he's got about a good two year run. You know, this year's may be his peak year. So he may have about a good two years, you know, with, with a good group. So we'll see. But, you know, obviously they're the they're the number one team in region one in my book. And, you know, they just gotta put it together. All right, Vince, what give us your thoughts on Chapel Hill this season. I think they can make a deep run, but um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and act like they don't have, you know, uh, uh, a heck of a, a hill to climb because you still got China Springs. Um that is just amazing every year, it feels like. Uh there is still uh Bernie who Kind of be, was a brick wall for us last yeah, we, year. We know? slept on Bernie last year, and it they you know, and that that's massive. To, to it, and it wasn't like it was just. It wasn't like it was like oh well, we just lost the game. It was landslide. Yeah. It was you know, so you got an uphill battle. So I'm gonna give some shout outs to them. Chapel Hill definitely looks like the team that can get the furthest based off the fact that they're bringing back about 15 starters, like like Corey said. Um, but we got some people that's done been there, and they they continue to stay in that that range. You know, they they live in that final, you know, that those final postseason games. So uh, it's an uphill battle, but definitely Chapel Hill is one of those contenders. Well, I, I, they've got a lot of dogs coming back. I mean, you talk about Demetrius Brisbane, Ricky Stewart, mm-hmm. two two SMU commits. Um, also, you've got outside. You've got Javen Mayfield. You know, recently just like I said, just committed to SFA. You've got uh, Cameron Kelly out there on the outside, Devron Dean, um, some high-powered weapons. But you forget about you got Dylan Drummond, uh, highly recruited offensive lineman, and Pablo mm-hmm. Martinez. They've got. Oh, some, I'm going to Navy. I'm sorry. Yeah, going to Navy. Yeah, and so you've got that front. That front line, I think, is going to be key because you know you lost a four-year starter in Kevion Huddleston, and, and he played both ways, and that's basically two guys you're losing. You lost Tyson Berry, Deuce McGregor, some some key skill guys, but I think they've got some guys to step up and, and can necessarily replace them, but fill those roles. Mm-hmm. So I think um, my key for them, honestly, is is Coach McFarlane in that defense. If they can continue to do, they've got Trevor Brooks and Dede Ross um, in the middle there at the linebacker positions. If, if he can coach those guys up and they can improve like they did last year, that's going to be the key for Chapel. I think you, you, they're going to sling it around. They're going to be high-powered. They've got the horses and the dogs that can do it, no pun intended. Um, but them, I think, them I th- winning is not going to have anything to do with their output on the field. Mm-hmm. It's going to be with everything between the ears. Yeah. Because you got so everything happened, it takes. What happened last year? You got to put it together. In the Gilmer game, Corey, right out of the box last year, you turned the ball over seven times and and still yeah. they didn't they didn't yeah they didn't lose by but maybe you know was it a couple touchdowns even even with that. Yeah, they didn't put together they didn't put together a complete game. When they put together a complete game, they dominated the game. But it's hard pressed when you put together it's like they played in spurts and you can't play foot. You can play basketball in spurts, but yeah. you can't play football in spurts. You have to play Not a complete games game. that are that are at the top, that are ranked that high. You gotta play perfect football against them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Not, they'll, they'll, they'll cut you with their mistakes. Is this a, mistake, so. 
is this a segue to to, to Division Two? Because I have a perfect segue for to Division Two. I got one more. I got one more thing though, Corey. No, I got to talk, I got to talk to Coach Reardon, and, and this segues also to our new show we're going to do, um, the Old Dog Show here on NetSN. Uh, me, Corey, and Vince are going to talk Chapel Hill football, kind of like we're doing right now, but in a broad, more in-depth uh, segment. We're going to have Coach Reardon, who I got to talk to um, on each week. We'll have a segment with him and, and get some players. It's going to be a lot of fun, so those that want to listen, we'll have it on our podcast and YouTube channel. But what I got out of him – is he's got guys that can step up, and he's got the program now clicking where it's not one of those rebuilding. It's just reloading, and that's the word he used. And to me, you know, a couple of years ago, we were worried about replacing the Brack Dyers, the Solomon McFoys of the world. But now you're losing a player like Kevion Huddleston, and I don't want to say that we're not worried about it, but he's got guys now in the system – that he's got – this is year five. So these guys were in eighth grade, these seniors, when he was there. And, he, and so he's basically had these guys almost their whole football career. So those bad habits and things that maybe that old coaching staff let go or whatever, that Coach Rudin's instilled with them and done a great job, that should start showing. And mm-hmm. so he's had these guys in his program. They're, they've ran this offense pretty much their entire football career. And I think that's a key to for them. Now, I'm going to mention a few other names because I do think Kilgore still – Kilgore, guys. We know they're going to be strong. You know, they're only bringing back, I believe, 11 starters um, or so. Yeah, six and five. So, they've got some holes to fill. I think Lindell's going to be talking to Coach Crocker, and he's going to be having some depth problems. I got to talk to him. But I think Lindell and Kilgore are still there. Um for East Texas, I mean, because you know you get tested in that district, and you're gonna be a you're gonna go make a deep run. So if the bracket falls right, you can ask Chapel Hill from a couple of years ago. Got in that fourth seed a couple of times, and the pathway was just right, and they made a run. So it can happen. But I think is there anybody else before we move to Division Two, Corey? I know you're ready to segue over. Is there anybody else besides those three that you guys see that's state contender wise? Anna, definitely Anna. One of the Anna had, one of the Anna, okay. Melissa's Anna. really good. I'm going to say this out of East Texas. I'm going to say two of the schools out of East Texas. Watch out for Palestine and definitely watch out for Center. Palestine's Palestine projected to be really good. Well, you're, know getting, the guy, you know, you're getting your head of yourself, Corey, because Center's in Division Two. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm still thinking for it. You're spoiler. I'm just ready. I'm ready to roll. And I'm going to throw it to you. I'm going to let you start with 4A Division Two and let you talk about center a little bit, Corey. Well, before – okay. So, um, since I put the cart before the horse, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they're, they're a dark horse. The, the, well, Division Two is just loaded. You know, oh. you, you've got the you got the darlings at the top. you got Carthage and Gilman. You can – you can flip a coin and 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 just guess which one will go. You know, like I said, one one day I said, well, Carthage had an okay year. I don't think they were as strong as they were in the past, but they only went fifteen and zero, sixteen and zero. So, um, yeah. but hey, that that's just that's just how it goes. But like I said, I don't want to get them too too much in depth about those guys. But I will say, out of that region, I really like Center. Um, I think Center is is a is a they were what a couple of overtimes away from from advancing to the third 
to the third to a fourth round or yeah. third round, I think. One of the, um, one of the best games and of the year. They've maybe, got a, say what? Maybe one of the best games of the year. Yeah, was, and I, I should have went to that game. I knew a knew a kid that actually played for that uh, for Melissa. Um, he's a defensive lineman, so but he's a he's he's projected to be pretty good. But uh, but no, I I think center has a good chance uh, of making it. And um, what I wanted to say, where I just want to get it for before I forget, and it's about Gilmer. I watched a lot of I watched a lot of games. Went back and watched a lot of games that these guys have played. And and I said, you know, a lot of it has has to do with not being just on the football field, but between the ears. If you watch Gilmer play, a lot of the games they played this past year, a lot of teams they took a couple of blows in the first quarter, you know. And like, man, oh, the game is the game is pretty tight. It's close. By the fourth quarter, they're up by five or six touchdowns. You know, they they it's a stay. It's never a game in spurts. They played the complete game. Isn't it? They never get too high. They never get too low. They make plays and they play the complete game. That's that's how you know that team is coached very well. They, yeah. they don't get high. They don't get low. They play the complete game for four quarters. They don't lose a game in the second quarter, lose a game in the third quarter. They don't turn the ball over. They don't make mistakes to hurt themselves. That's how you win championships. And that's well, how those teams are always at the top. Well, and Coach Metzl is doing a great job of kind of keeping the tradition started by Coach yeah. Trailer. Um, they've they've had some coaching changes, but they've just kept rolling. You know, sometimes you you go through and you have a really good coach and he leaves to go to another job and then the program suffers. But they've done a great job of finding the right guy that fits what Gilmer wants to do and continue the tradition on. Now, a team you didn't mention, Corey, that I want to mention that's got 17 starters returning this year, and this is their year to go. This is the year that Pleasant Grove – could make a deep run. Now we we talked about how deep this region is. I mean, do we do we say the state championship game is won in region two of four A division two? I mean, I, I mean, I'd go out on a limb and say that it's a pretty good, good so. pretty good chance. So you've got so. between for me, there's three. There's a three headed monster for me, and and you could. You can argue of what order they're in. You know, you you've got Carthage, the favorite, everyone's darling. That's always going to be good every year and year out. Gilmer as well. They've kind of been right behind Carthage over the last couple of years. But I think Pleasant Grove for me is a team I'm looking for, and I don't want to call them a dark horse because they're not really a dark horse. But they are of those two. They're kind of like right below the the Gilmer and Carthages of the world. They've had trouble. They get paired up in that same region. I think Pleasant Grove, if they if they get the right path and they they get Carthage on a day, maybe Carthage isn't at their best. Maybe 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 it's Pleasant Grove's year. I mean, did, well, I mean it could be, but you know, it and they they look good. They do they on paper they look good. Uh ultimately, again, Carthage is present, so you know. It's who can take out Carthage. You know, it's going to yeah. go through Carthage. You yeah. Know? So, um, I, I, Carthage is one of those teams that them falling off is not them slipping and falling. It's somebody who's rising above them. And that's really hard to do, you know, because uh, they, they minimize their mistakes. So, um, you beating them is you not, 
you not making any mistakes, you know, and 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 playing above their level, which is again really hard to do. It's hard to pick outside of Carthage. Corey said center. I was thinking center too because I actually thought center might act, could beat Carthage this year. Um, if I had to go with a different team, I would. I want maybe Wimberley. I think it's hitting. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's hard. I mean, like Carthage just stands out on the on the piece of paper to me. And well, yeah, and, and Wimberley's not even in our area though, Vince. So you're really reaching. Oh yes, yeah, so I'm just reaching with them. You're, you're, I'm, I'm just thinking about anybody that 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 might take that crown. Um, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some help. I'm gonna give you some help, Jasper. Yeah, Silsby I thought Jasper. about Jasper, but Silsby man, and, I, Silsby and Jasper both they're on the edge of our region. Um, in that region three, and you know, Silsby picked one and Jasper's picked two in the district. So I think those two, I mean, that could be That's a state title. It could, it could be they a, have a lot of guys coming back, you yeah. know. It just they, they, they have I don't a little linebacker that's a Texas and you commit, gonna yeah. top, yeah. They, uh, Draylon Miller or Carthage, Draylon Miller for Silsby, for that matter, yeah. Draylon Miller for Silsby, guys, is a game changer. I don't know if you've ever seen any film of of him, but uh, I saw a couple of playoff highlights last year. And man, when he gets the ball, you better wrap him up. Yeah, they played the Quero game. They they played yeah. against uh, Quero. I think he was the one that he got away. Yeah, he he, he got away, nuts. and they they thought he tackled him two or three times, and he ended yeah. up going all the way. I mean, it was, it was insane. Like it was one of the best plays I've ever seen. Um, and yeah, Jasper uh, could. Jasper could eventually do something, and 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 Jasper's not gonna go away quietly. They're, they're like, um, to me, they're uh, it's Palestine, Palestine Division One, Division Two. Palestine Division One, with they're in the District of Doom with Chapel Hill. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I, like I said, I think they're like the Palestine. Well, I would say they're a little bit more. I don't know if they play this year. I don't know if they play this year, but I'd be, I'd, I'd want to watch that game. That'd be a very good game to watch. But um, Jasper's not too bad. Jasper's pretty good. Jasper Silsby, that that region's got. I don't know. It, it, any you can throw a rock and get a good game. It's almost yeah. like the SEC, mm-hmm. SEC East and West. <laughs> That's what it's like. So, all right. Well, I think we've kind of. I mean, consensus here, guys. We've mentioned Center and some of these, Carthage, Pleasant Grove, Gilmer, Jasper, and Silsby. I think surprise, are surprise. the head of the class kind of right now for for Division Two in the East Texas area. All right, we want to thank uh, the boys at NETSN for giving us their thoughts on 4A as they did for 3A. Uh, they brought up a really good point on the Division Two. We'll talk about that here in a second. But first, by the way, again, that's Grant. I'm Terry. This is the Big R's Preview Show. Let's talk 4A Division One. Who are your region winners? Who are your – let's start with region. Who is your, who is your region matchup, I should say, first? Um, I think region one is going to – for me, it's going to be Decatur versus Estacado I really, in the finals. I, I want to say this. I, I, I kind of was shocked earlier. I love the Estacado pick. Um, I, I, I think the Matadors are a team that we've talked about before that if, if, if they could just kind of break through that, that one round, the sky's the limit for them. Mm-hmm. Talent, I love watching Loki get food from the table uh, as the dog behind you is getting ribs. <laughs> Is he? He's trying to. Uh, by the way, the ribs were absolutely amazing. He wouldn't do that because he knows he's not 
allowed. So well, no, he ate well ribs trained. and he wasn't allowed. I mean, well, he's not trained exactly. Uh, but uh, but I, it could be. I, I, I like think the it could be pick, Decatur versus Canyon or Canyon Randall too. So you're you really are not sold on Brownwood because Brownwood seems to be the hot no, pick. I am not. Now, I don't. I don't know why. You think they're going to be competitive? You're, it's I not, do. You think they're going to make the playoffs? They're going to be a team to watch out for. You just don't think they're in this round. I don't disagree. I don't, think, I don't think Brownwood makes it to the region final. No, I, I like I call. I, I think I call is special, but it is really, really hard in for a Division One to go. Okay, we have one guy back on offense. Go win the region. You mm-hmm. just I don't care how bad the region is. That's just really hard to do. I, I do think Decatur wins the region. Yeah, I, I, I like to. I, I am going to go that they're going to beat uh, Lubbock Estacado. I, I really do like that pick. You so you do me. like Estacado? Yes, okay. I, I do. I, I think that's one of those where Brownwood might win the district. Does, is there any part of uh, like Canyon or Canyon Randall though that if makes they get you hot, think it, especially Randall? They you could know, play and, them. And Canyon was rolling along last year, and they lost their quarterback what week six or seven, and that just pfft, the season. Yep. I, they have to replace the quarterback too. But if if, if they can stay injury free, they've got the depth. Yeah, I, and, and out in this region. Depth seems to, is is a big thing, mm-hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, I don't know if anybody's close to Decatur though. I, I think Decatur's going to run through this region. I don't know if it's. Rough I don't shot. know if they run. I, I don't think there's. Shot, I don't think there's going to be many close games. I think the there favorite. will be some. Yeah, Let's I think say, they're the favorite. The favorite. Okay. Right. And so in uh, Region Two, I, I know it's cliche, but I've got District foes meeting again. China Spring and Stephenville. I do too. Yep. Now, in saying that, I still think Stephenville has the tougher road because their defense has got to be consistent. And they've got to they, – they, they can play uh, China Spring close like they did, but you can't give up 50 points to Alvarado like they did last year. Right. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, I, you've, you've got me to come around more on them. I, I do think that they'll bounce back. And also just – Nobody's going to play a tougher uh, schedule than Stephenville other than, like, China Spring. Right. Uh, and then in Region 3. That's tough. Is I, it Chapel Hill, Kilgore, Bay City, El Campo, um, uh, Lumberton? I've got Chapel Hill versus Lumberton. Do you? Yeah. I've got Chapel Hill, Bay City. I have no problem with that. This, this is. I don't f- know why I'm so high. I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. But I am, and then Bay City would be a shock. But I am. There's something that tells me Bay City's going to be there, and I've got Chapel Hill, Bay City. All right, and then in Region Four, I've got Bernie and oh man, what do I want to do here? I know, dude. Um, it's. <laughs> I, it's it's easy to say Cal Allen, and I'm not saying they don't deserve that. It's easy to say them. I, I just think Lavernia this year. I, I, I legitimately think Lavernia makes a run to the region. Yeah. Give me Bernie and uh, Lavernia. Yeah. All right. So who wins region one? Um, I've got uh, Decatur winning region one mm-hmm. and take on uh, China Spring. Okay. And I've got China Spring winning that. Yeah. And then I've got... Uh, Chapel Hill taking on Bernie again. I think Chapel Hill wins that. All right. This time. Okay. And I think it's Chapel Hill and China Spring. All right. And I think uh, uh, China Spring wins. You think they win their State. third straight? Yep. A, a dynasty has been laid. I agree with <laughs> you on that. It's close. It's I, close. I have Decatur winning Region 1. Mm-hmm. I have China Spring re, 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 blah, 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 blah. I have China Spring winning Region Two. Mm-hmm. I have Lumberton winning Region Three. 
I don't disagree. I just, again, I, 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 nothing against my NTSM brothers, but Chapel Hill has got to play cleaner. And until mm-hmm. they play cleaner and prove that to me, uh, I have Bernie winning uh, Region 4, and I have China Spring and Bernie in the state championship, and I think Bernie this time does just Takes enough. Takes care of it? Just enough. I, yeah. I don't think – I think it's almost a repeat of last year. Because let's That'd remember – I would it, love a repeat of last year. That best. was a great game. It was man. a great game, and there were moments where Bernie was ready to take over that game, and, oh, and China yeah. Spring would step up and make a play, or mm-hmm. Bernie would make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a year better, a year stronger – I, I think, but again, I also go back to Cash McCollum and that China Spring offense. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Either way, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's who I have going in Division uh, One. You have China Spring beating Bernie for state. I know you have China Spring beating Chapel Hill for state. No, Bernie. Bernie. Okay, Bernie. And that's right. You said they'd play. And then I have China. We have both Bernie and China Spring. We just have different paths to get there in Region Three. Yeah. But I think that just tells you how good Region Three is. Like that, that you could you could replace. Can I say that I I I hope Chapel Hill does it this year oh i'd love it too because this is that it's like kind of like timpson right yeah it really is because like two years this, ago yeah, yeah that's a good point that's a real they've good been point. kind of anointed for a few years yep. last chance i, 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 I said not say last chance but yeah. it's their best chance right yeah. no i don't i, I totally yeah. agree with that okay um but I, I just at the end of the day i just they've got to prove that they can be efficient and not just be big plays they, they've yep. got to be able to Punt the ball and not throw interceptions. Right. All right, let's go to 4A Division Two. Who do you have in Region 1? Um, I'm going to shock you again, but I'm going Graham over Hershey. Graham versus Hershey. I like that. Yeah, Graham versus Hershey uh, for the Region Final. I have Graham over Godling. Yeah, nothing wrong with that and, one. And a lot of that is uh, this region's. There's just a, there's a lot of solid teams. Nobody's great. A lot of questions. A lot of questions, but, hey, they're all playing each other, so somebody's got to win. Right, right. All right. Here's the big one. And NETSN, they said in their segment best, is the state championship game going to be played in Region 2 this year? There's a very good chance. Um, Could be, but there's a bunch well, there, of dudes there, down in Region 3. Well, and there's one team that I still, even against Carthage, I want to see play, but we'll talk about that. In Region 2, who do you have? I've got Carthage versus a Pleasant Grove in the uh, region final. I do, too. Okay. All right, region three. Um, I've got Silsby versus, oh, man. It might be, it's either Silsby versus Jasper or Silsby versus uh, Conley. I'm going to say Silsby and Conley, That's actually. That's mine. I like Silsby and Conley. Yeah. All right, region four. Uh, Wimberley and Navarro. Yeah, I, all the talk about Sinton. I, I think Sinton can be competitive. I like Divine and, and, and Bandera. But at the end of the day, Navarro and Wimberley just know that region. They're just better. Yeah. And I have them meeting again. All right, so who do you have winning the semifinals? Um, okay, so I've got, um, let's see here. I've got Carthage over Graham mm-hmm. um, for that one semifinal. And I've got Silsby. Wait, well, hold on, hold on just a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I've got Carthage over Graham, and then I've got Silsby beating Conley to play Wimberley in the semifinals, and I've got uh, Sil- uh, Silsby over Wimberley to make the state finals against uh, Carthage. We have the same state finalists. Right. I, I have figured Silsby we would. versus Carthage. Okay. I think Carthage wins. But 
I think this is the state championship game that they truly get pushed. Silsby has enough athletes to literally just, okay, we might not out-scheme you, but we can outrun you. And they're one mm-hmm. of the few teams that can do that against the Carthage. I still, I still think, like Carthage. I, I like Carthage in the game, but I'm just saying, I think this is right. almost more like a Salina Carthage where it's a game for three quarters and we're not. Or a Glenrose Carthage. Or a Glenrose. But that <laughs> wasn't a state champion. It doesn't count. I know. And I'm going to tell you right now, I, I it, it took a lot for me. I, I, I'm not kidding when I say this, and I don't think I'm that crazy. All jokes aside, I, I am still feeling very pleasant grove in that region. I am too. Because if you're going to beat Carthage, you beat them before the state championship game. And this feels like a year where Pleasant Grove is Pleasant Grove is great, guys. I know they're in Carthage's region, and so that gets lost. But I, I want to say that this Pleasant Grove team is not far off from their state championship teams. Oh, not at all. Uh, not I mean, at all. Maybe I, not probably, quite as explosive I on offense, but – I think better on defense. They're probably pretty close to what they were offensively. I can't think of his name, the quarterback back then. They, 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 they were running – they were doing things out of that scheme that you weren't seeing. And I don't know if they do it quite as well. But I, I think, think they do that again this year, though. They got all the dudes to do it. I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I'm, and, and I'm telling you, I – it sounds weird when I say Carthage is going to win state, but I could see them losing the region final or the, the state championship. Uh, I, I, but at the end of the day, it, until Carthage gets beat in the state championship game, if I put them in a state championship game, I've got to say they win yeah. until they get beat. I just don't and think we you can't can. forget Gilmer. I know no, they're sitting there I, I and they're, they're really quiet and like yeah. nobody's looking at us and they don't care. And then look. Yeah, <laughs> they might be there. I, I you st- don't know. I know, but I still I, I, this that region. Them and Pleasant Grove are kind of one gets really good and the other has to rebuild, and then they yeah. kind of switch places. And then I, I just think I think Gilmer's really good for every other area. But when you're talking about Pleasant Grove or Carthage, I think Gilmer is a step back from either one of those. All right, that is the four A show. In the books, I do appreciate everybody for joining us. I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Sideline to Sideline, on Twitter, at Grant and Terry. You can email us, grantandterry at s2sport.com. We really appreciate everybody that's joined us. That's going to be a great year. Again, we will not have another 4A show until week two of the season. So until then, he's Grant. I'm Terry. This has been Sideline to Sideline, brought to you by SI Design and Printing, right here on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. Keep me